0: Hello, are you okay? I I have fallen and I can't
1: get up. Hello, hello, sorry. <laughs> okay. I I should have uh I should have been a bit more prepared before I pushed that little little <laughs> phone-shaped button.
0: It's okay. It did sound like you're in Fat Albert's junkyard.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was in Red Fox's junkyard. I Well, uh, oh,
0: that's a that's a better junkyard to be in there. Yeah. It's I, okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I
1: had to um I had to plug in my ugh I had to plug in my um <laughs> Just trying to get myself prepared. Set up here. I got, you know, I got a lot of stuff around me. I, I have a, you know, I have a large space, mm-hmm. you know, I have like a big shop, you know, it's 16 feet wide and, and 20 something feet long. And yet here I am in, in four foot of four feet of it, and I cannot get anything away from. I'm just like stuck in this little tiny corner.
0: But okay, anyway, well the, uh, then forget it. We just got to start doing these in person again. <laughs>
1: this
0: is not working out for
1: me. <laughs> it's not working out. Sorry. There we go. My, done. my discomfort is too much, too. Much. Yeah, I
0: can't. I can't take the. <laughs> I'm the, the...
1: I just. am coming, Elizabeth. I just. I'm had, I just had to plug in. Um, plug the your voice coming through to my ears Please do. into, into the, uh, into where it goes. So that, that, once I did that, then all, all was good.
0: Good, good, good. Okay. All right. Let me bring up the, uh, last week's episode so I can see what this week's episode is. Ah, you're the host.
1: Thank I'm goodness. the host. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We, we, uh, I was doing more chicken wrangling tonight. I didn't, I was all, I was 10 minutes ahead of schedule. I, I came outside at 10 to nine. Because uh, normally I come out exactly when I'm supposed to be dialing, but tonight I was ahead of schedule. But then I ended up uh, chicken wrangling because what well, I, I get worried when the one chicken doesn't come in at night.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because no, but you gotta gotta make sure. She's a very yeah.
1: she's a very broody chicken, and when she starts to brood, she does not want to leave her eggs. Oh. So I found six eggs under the Mustang, <laughs> but no chicken. So I grabbed those, and then I went around to the side of the the shop here where there's some boards leaning up against the the side side of the shop and and she was hunkered down behind a board sitting on about a dozen eggs so i uh i stole them all from her but she seemed she didn't seem to complain this time i don't know normally she makes like a lot of dinosaur noises but this time she was just kind of eh those old mm. things and then i left one for her but she didn't she didn't show any interest in returning to it so so she went. She went and she's inside the coop now with her, with the other one. Because I had food oh, in there for okay. them too. I put some food in there.
0: Sounds like she was doing reverse psychology on you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't
1: care. Those old things. There's no value there.
0: Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. All
1: right. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. I uh, I just uh, I finished a deadline I've been working on for a three weeks solid.
1: Oh, congratulations! Uh, one minute
0: before. One minute before this was.
1: To go. Nice. And you did all that rushing and then you're like, where's Dave? He's five minutes late.
0: Yeah, I could've I could've really just kicked back and relaxed.
1: Sure, you could have, yeah, you could've could have you could have reread it one more time. A little oh, proof, I'm going proof. to. Oh, okay. like after this
0: is all done, I'm proof reading the hell out of it. Oh, cool. Then I'm gonna miss all the glaring spelling mistakes, as always, send it off, <laughs> and just look like, well, this guy's an idiot, you
1: know.
0: But what well, do you do? We're too far along with this project now to cut him out of
1: it. So. I hope I hope no one thinks that because it is really the hardest thing in the world to spot your own spelling mistakes. Just because yeah, your, your mind glosses over them, you know? Yeah, there was a John
0: Schwartzwelder uh, thing I put up recently on mm. Facebook. which yeah, is yeah, an yeah, interview. I, saw that. I think yeah. in from yeah, New Yorker or something similar. Sure. Uh, where he said the way that he writes is he'll do the dumb draft first. Like, he'll just put placeholder dialogue in. Because mm. he finds, like, writing is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Rewriting is the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so he, he does the duh version <laughs> and just puts anything in, in there. Uh, and then when he's done uh, the next day or whatever, he, he rewrites and rewriting is fun. So it's fine. And, and, and that works for him. And all these people went, That's a great idea. Can't believe it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And to me, yeah, writing is fun. Yeah. Rewriting is a nightmare. Because <laughs> you got to read your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like, Oh no, I'm confronted <laughs> with, I don't mind writing my stuff, but I don't want to read it.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure where I. Or I fall in that if if, mm-hmm. if if I was writing something i think I think I agree with you I think I can see the value of starting that way, but I think that if I was doing that, I would soon be you know it soon would become like better as I went, you know like I'd become more focused on where what the story was and and i I would know in my head that I'd have to go back and and work on the beginning just to smooth it out or or you know kind of work work it better, but I always find that I think better when I'm writing than if i'm not writing, yeah. Like, I know that you like to go for a walk and yeah. and kind of go through the things in your mind, which, you know, is, which I, you know, I understand that as like a theory, but that's not, I could never do that in practice. You know, I can do it a little bit, but I, I always get distracted and just start thinking about other things. Sure, yeah.
0: Well, that's part of it, though.
1: I guess so I guess that's it I mean yeah the
0: distractions are you know, yeah, yeah, it's the old uh, I forget what the Kurt Vonnegut uh, number is specifically yeah. but it was like you know 95% of uh, writing is fucking around and then mean, the 5% is doing the, the, doing the actual work yeah yeah
1: and that's that's the, actually, hard, that's the hardest part of course
0: yeah though so you gotta commit to the fucking around that's important that's very
1: important <laughs> you do have to be yeah
0: yeah, like when and it's, I, it's, it's it's one of these things, too, where you can't uh, there's absolutely like, again, I've had this thing to do for like three weeks. Right. And so mm-hmm. this is like the deadline, mm-hmm. like the deadline. And yeah. literally, I was like a minute beforehand. And, and there's no there literally is no excuse except what you're doing is, you know, and and not trying to blow my own horn. But what you're doing is pretty impossible. It's just like, okay, try creating a show from nothing. Now, what I want you to do, describe all the characters in detail, all of them, give them little twists. Let's find out what do they say. Put a little line of dialogue that they say there. Okay. Now, first season, where are we going for the entire season? Okay, great. Now, make up three episodes, just top of your head, and uh, do those. Write those up. Okay, all right. mm -hmm. And uh, now wrap it up in a little bow. At the end, like an essay, like an old timey essay. Yeah. Start with the same kind of thing you're doing, but a, but enough of a difference, and uh, make it like something that people would want to spend I don't know a couple of hundred thousand dollars on. Okay, go.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a tricky part of it for sure.
0: Yeah, don't you do that. Oh, by the way, uh, everyone else in the world is doing this too. And they're all <laughs> wanting. To. Yeah, you got and you got no excuse for not doing it except that it's just insanely insanely hard <laughs> but just to you like on the surface it doesn't look like it's hard mm-hmm. But,
1: mm-hmm. no i think yeah i think people who don't don't do it discount it you know like wouldn't if you said oh man it's hard work they'd be like i i work in a, i work in a garage door warehouse you should see that that's hard work you know what it's physically hard work but it's not mentally hard work you know it doesn't have the that grueling element of like having to like defeat yourself to do something because when you're w. writing, when you're writing it, you're often like defeating your yourself to get your what you're doing done. You know, you have to kind of trick your brain. You have to like talk, talk yourself down off the wall that you want to jump off of because it's not working out and it's too hard. And what the? Who thought I could do this? And all that kind of thoughts that go through your mind while you're working on something. Those aren't those aren't things that occur to you while you're like working in a garage door work warehouse. You know, you just you're just doing your work and you're just sort of mindlessly doing it. You know, and so I think. I think it's easy to discount the mental torment and just the grueling aspects of writing,
0: yeah, I mean obviously you've got problem solving
1: aspects to your work that of, you... oh yeah, of course, know, but, yeah. but it's it's different in the sense that it's it's yeah, it's just different, like you know I think physical work is different than than mental than mental work you know and and you know I don't judge myself by i mean I do judge myself by my obviously by my work and stuff like that, but i don't I'm not as committed to to as you know if i was writing something that that is me that i'm spilling out onto the page you know when i'm putting doors together that's not really me i'm just a person working in a warehouse doing that stuff and yeah there's some ego there you know that i want to do a good job i want to look good you know all those sort of things but it's not it's not i don't know if you know maybe i'm just talking for myself but i find like anything i do that's creative i'm constantly having to do it in spite of myself you know like, I'm not, I'm not a really, like, willing participant in my own creativity because there's, there's so many, like, negative voices that I'm, like, working through as I'm, as I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and it's very tiresome, obviously, you know. Here's, a, here's an
0: example of uh, I'm a big fraud to, my, to myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, is, uh, okay. So, we just got some notes on Sparks 3. Uh, what? It's one of these, uh, thank me. Me, I do. Okay. Um, so I got some notes on Sparks Three. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, Nina gave her uh, you know responses back to her notes. Yeah. And uh, very efficiently as she always does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, good and good. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, and then she went like, and Nina will give you notes on the uh, on the on the dialogue things that you're talking about. Yeah. So um so uh it was a file and I tried to open it on my computer. My computer is uh, too weak. It's just like, uh, I can't, I'm just, uh, and it starts ranting itself. It's going kind to of the to and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to I find, I, I find a computer in this house that, you know, uh, yeah. can take it. So, you know, I finally find a computer that can sort of open this file. So I just open up the file and then it's like, uh, okay, all I got to do is read these annotations. And so I, I click on the annotations mm-hmm. and it just looks like, it just looks like nonsense to me. Like, it's honestly like reading in a dream. Like it's just words, you know, there's words at the side and then there's, and then, 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 then you click on the actual dialogue bubble or whatever, because it's a PDF of the entire comic. Yeah. And you click on it. And so that, well, it's blocking the words in this with the dot with this. So I can't read it, but what, what? And like, you would think, oh, you wrote this. You must remember the things you've written. Of course not. No. Gone completely, 100%. Yeah. Someone starts discussing my dialogue with me now that I wrote months ago. Poof, completely gone. <laughs> you know, good luck. Good luck, Jack. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, is there something missing? Like, is are these responses to another annotation who did the first annotation? What do these mean? I don't get it at all. And luckily, I had this other crushing deadline. I was like, I can't even look at this now because I've got to deal with this other thing. Yeah. But I'll have to get to this over the weekend. But I'm just looking at it just going like, dude, this is your third book with these <laughs> characters. So clearly, clearly, I have done this twice. At least. At least. Yeah. And I've done this before, and I've responded. But I'm looking at these things, going, "Don't know how to do this <laughs> at all on my third book, at all, not at all." You know. And at some point, I'll bring in my wife, and she'll uh, and she'll look at it and go, "There, there." And she'll ask me a question, and I'll go, "I don't know. How would I know? Yeah. Help me. Don't ask me questions. Just help me and make the thing go away." And then I'll figure it out, and we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> This, of course, I got the same day that our accountant decided to show us how to how to like pay all our taxes online through banking. And like, oh, we just had to go <laughs> split screens on the screen, and just all this stuff. Oh god, it makes no sense. Just boom. it's like, well, listen, I don't get this stuff, but I'm a writer. That's the stuff I get. Let me just check my writer notes. Oh, I don't get this either. I get nothing. <laughs> I understand nothing. And then the cat goes, you fed me dog food. What? I don't even know how to deal with a cat. Well, I've forgotten how to breathe. I'm going to go outside to die. Bye, hun. Quote, the end. Wow. He was a fraud. Put that on my tombstone.
1: <laughs> well, I don't, well, I mean, I you know, what you're describing is, has nothing to do with writing. It's just, it's more to do with, I don't know what it has to do with yeah here's another Fusting. thing to have people are futzing around.
0: yeah, this is how my day started. first of all, i'm uh, and again, these are things you can't complain about because it's actually like, oh, that's really cool. these are good um, but uh, uh, so so someone's wanting to option something of of, of mine, which is a nice thing. that's yes. a good thing, yeah, and it's someone who has optioned this in the past and wants to option it in the in the future, and uh, that's all nice and good, yeah and it's it's not sparks, it's something else and uh and so anyway. Uh, I was supposed to have this meeting with my agent and uh, this producer and a writer who's on it, and uh, and it was clear before this began that they had no new information, but they still had to talk to me because it was the thing you have to do, and it was like they would have to talk to me for at least a half hour yeah. because that's a decent meeting. Yeah. So it's just like I'm on a Zoom thing, just going, I this is nice, but. We're not saying anything. We're just nodding. It's not even making small talk. It's just nothing. We're saying literally nothing, but we're still talking (laughs) because we have to kill time. And it was so weird. And it was like, no one here can admit this. And then afterwards, I was talking to my agent, and I just went, that meeting was about nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was nothing. But we had to do it. Oh, completely had to do it. There's (laughs) no way you could do it. And and in fact, in the meeting, they were talking about another meeting that they had to take. Where they had to talk about nothing about a different nothing, and how that was weird, and it was like I just want to go like this one because <laughs> <laughs> I got other stuff I gotta do, yeah. And don't we all? Yeah. And it's like okay, but I'm looking at everyone's bookshelves and seeing what they've got and <laughs> seeing all their things and looking around their houses, and it's nice. nice.
1: That is kind of fun. Do you think yeah, it was just
0: a weird way to start the day?
1: Do you think that like having Zoom meetings has made that worse? Like if you didn't have like something convenient like zoom that it would just be sort of things like Why bother? just send some emails and get it over with well
0: the problem with emails is they come off cold so yeah so it can be like you know uh someone going well we talked to this person this person and they're very excited about that and they're very excited and this person's very excited yeah and this person's really excited and they're so excited and when you hear it in person <laughs> it sounds nicer than you know it's you know in print it's cold it just feels like you're you know, and people can take things wrong sometimes when it's in print. I like it better in print myself. But, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, you kind of need to nod yeah. along to show that you're on board. Yeah. So I did a lot of nodding this morning, which is, which is, again, it's fine. It's fine and fine. But it was just a weird thing to have to do when I was like so concerned about this deadline that I had to do. I'm like so stressed about this. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, I'm a fraud. I want to mention I'm a fraud. I don't know how to take notes. If you have any notes for me, I can't read them. My computer doesn't work good.
1: <laughs> I wonder. Maybe that's like a a problem. Like, like you know, now that society is less formal than it was, where letters were once, you know, wouldn't have been someone wouldn't have received a letter and said, "Well, that's cold," because everyone was cold when they met each other. They all yeah. called each other Mister, or at the very least, they would just use the person's last name, you know, as a sign of you only use someone's first name if you knew them very well. Yeah, you know, and That's a different relationship, if they yeah. were if they were lower than you, you would just use their last name, and if you were equals or or betters, then you would use Mister when you talk to them. But yeah. you know, now we live in this culture where, like, even the idea of of calling someone Mister so and so is like. Hard to even imagine, you know. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine someone saying, you know, if I said, "Oh, hey, Jim, how's it going?" If he went, "Oh, please call me Mister Smith," you know, and I. <laughs> yeah, please
0: call me Mister. Yeah, it'd be weird if you said that because your name is Dedrick. No, no, I mean, yeah. if he
1: said that, Jim Smith said yeah. that to me.
0: Yeah,
1: and I and please I. Please call
0: me. Like if I said to someone, "Yeah, please call me Mister Boothby. Yeah,
1: that'd be very. That'd it, be it would be very sweet. weird, but I mean, at one time that was someone would have thought you were rude if you used their first name.
0: Yeah, I could see it if, like, it was you know a child.
1: And you, you
0: want to have that kind of formal thing between you and a child. Sure, sure. And it wasn't that kind of thing where, like, yeah, just call me this. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, you know, here's the thing about notes. Like, we missed a golden period of notes. Yeah. Which was where uh, someone would send you an email and they would, like, list the notes underneath. Yeah. And then you could look at your script and then you could look at those notes and then you could make the fixes, <laughs> right? So that was that was then. that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And now it's we're layering it on top of the PDF.
2: <laughs> it opens
0: a window, and it's like too much. But what it <laughs> used to be for me yeah. was I would write my scripts for for Bongo Comics. Yeah. And then my editor Bill would send me a fax, and he would fax the whole script, but with his handwritten notes on it, all yeah. handwritten. And and so like I'd just be there by the fax machine, go through a whole roll of. Fax paper, 100 like, and it would just roll out like enormous rolls yeah, yeah. of fax paper. Like,
1: you I, know, r- I, remember, I remember those days.
0: Yeah, you're not a good writer. Look at all the notes you got
1: shared.
0: <laughs> Look how bad you are. Yeah. and I have to like scroll through them all. Like it was just insane. And at the end of it, crumple them all up and then take them to the dumpster. You know, toss. Uh, but yeah, it was like a beautiful period of time where it was just like, huh? Those are the notes. Great. I might print those up and put them to my side and then look at the screen and fix the thing and then check that off. Yeah. That That would be great. Nope. Do you have uh, Outlook number 75? (laughs) Do you have Snow Leopard Panther cross? No, I I don't know. Dude, why? It's, It's text. (laughs) <laughs> it's not graphics it's not a hologram why do i have to upgrade for a fucking script thing pdf bullshit why well it's a, PDF. It's a picture
1: sure you with your you with your equivalent of a manual typewriter computer <laughs> 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 That's bad. yeah i know it's a. Uh... You know, like you down, like you get like the Adobe PDF thing now. And I mean, I just have like the basic reader, I don't have like the oh. fancy version. So yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Let's say, yeah, you have to upgrade if I wanted to do all that. Yeah, the
0: only thing, okay, the only thing that upgrades more than that, whatever Adobe thing, I don't even know about i Yeah. But like, you know, the only thing that upgrades more is yeah. on my phone, I have a level. There's a level. Okay.
1: So
0: you put your phone down, and yeah, yeah. it works as a level. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That fucker
1: needs an up, update yeah. every every two weeks. Oh, I guess it has to I guess it must have to be corrected. Yeah, for the curvature of the earth. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know what it is.
0: Why? What's a level need to be up at all? No sense whatsoever. Well like it, the last thing maybe, that it, to...
1: maybe the you know I guess because it's a mathematical equation doing it, not it's not a real level, you know, it's not like a spirit yeah. level where you have like the bubble in the liquid you know which is like a physical level which yeah. you cannot it cannot be altered but i guess because it's math you know like math isn't perfect so over time it can de- it can degrade you know like there's nothing we can do that's like perfect in in math right like our years aren't accurate our you know over time we have to like throw in like quarter days and and things like that to like even when we're using like you that utc like the computer uh time you know even that goes out of time over time, so we have to like adjust that with you know and, and make it make it correct again. To <laughs> so yeah, it's all it's all rather confusing. It's math. Uh, it's math, you... man. I'm gonna change tack quickly from time. I would love that. to going back in time. Okay. And Mary is uh, Mary's gonna paint her room this weekend. Her bedroom. Oh okay. And she's acknowledging that she's not gonna be moving out for a while. She's gonna be she's gonna paint her room, so that's fine. But she's cleaning it out. So she's uh started an archaeological dig in her room of through her life. And so she went she found she um she has like a I mean, it's a captain's bed. I like, g I don't know what else you call it. You know what I kinda of, you know what I kinda of mean, right? Like it's a raised bed and it has some drawers yeah. and shelves in it. Yeah. It was like the perfect bed for her when she was a kid because she was, you know, she was a reader and so you could store all of her books and knickknacks and stuff in in her bed. And then also she had more shelves in her room.
0: Right, and she used to be
1: a captain. That was the rank. That was, yeah. She was Captain Mary. Yeah. and You know what? It was an honorary title, let me be honest.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, they all are, really.
1: It's true. It's true. Uh, so she's going through, and she was, um, she was telling me, she goes, Dad, I couldn't even pull the drawers out of it. They were so full of comic books. They were so <laughs> heavy. They're so heavy that the, the drawers are actually like falling apart from sitting there with all this weight in them for so long. So uh, she was going through them, and... And I was like, well, you know, maybe you just go through them all and we'll just throw away all the comics. You know, we'll just, well, not throw them away, but we'll donate them. And so other people can read them, you know, like there's lots of stuff in there. There's all these Ian Boothby scripted Futurama and Simpsons comics. and Yeah. In the, in
0: there. I, I heard that guy's a fraud.
1: <laughs> you know what? I heard he can't take notes.
0: Meh. Well, it doesn't have the room on the
1: floor anymore for the giant fax. Yeah, I was when you were telling that story. I was thinking because uh, Lisa's dad used to, um, he used to be an ins- he would do inspections on aircraft parts, and so he would have to like file all these multiple, like as you can imagine, doing a job like that, you know, for the aircraft industry, which is a very a very paranoid industry in terms of like quality of parts and, and how how everything managed. Everything is like time managed. Even if it's just sitting on the shelf, it can expire. Like a bolt can expire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like everything has a time stamp, not necessarily on it, but in you know in all in all the inventory uh, for airlines, everything is time-stamped. And when its time is up, it's just thrown thrown away. Even if it's never been used, it's considered to be no good. And so, but also the parts when they're produced have to be carefully inspected to make sure that they pass. They pass grade, you know, that they're, that they can be put, uh, put on a plane and stuff. And so he would go to this company in Delta where they did like an Island and they did like, you know, they had these big giant billeted, like these big blocks of aluminum and then it would be, uh, CNC down to these parts. And, and so he would go and I went with him a couple times just, just for the, just for lows. and, uh, he, uh, it was kind of interesting, but yeah, it was kind of fun to see him in that situation where he's way more friendly with them than he would ever be like with me or <laughs> in his family. Like, you know what I mean? This is that weird dad thing where your dad is always this kind of gruff guy until he's like around other guys like him. And he's all like, oh, ho, 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 you old Bob, old Bob. What is... Jeez. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he had to like send by fax all these uh, forms and stuff like that. And like, they'd fax him forms and things. And I just remember like, you know, in, in, and of course... You know, Lisa grew up in a house on a farm right near the border. Like, you know, they barely had electricity. They had no, they didn't have cable. You know, they had a party line phone. Um, They got, you know, so they got, they had two state, no, three stations. They got three TV stations. Mm. And suddenly they're like making this big fuss because we got to bring in this we got to bring in this fax machine so we can't have a party line anymore because the fax will be like hogging the line. So they had to like <laughs> get like a, a proper line and everything. And it, it, it was, all, you know, this is a big deal. was made about this fax. And yeah, that was what it was, like the big, that special paper that it yeah. came with. And then when you're watching it go, you, you think to yourself, I can't even imagine this being used for what it was intended for because faxes weren't invented to be faxes. They're invented as a way to, to transmit newspapers to people. That was the original idea of the the fax machine, was that it was going to, you know, revolutionize newspaper delivery by – in the morning, people would be awakened by this grinding noise as their fax machine (laughs) pumped out 80 pages of newspaper. Can you imagine that? Every morning?
0: Yeah, that's great. (laughs) You would think like you would think there'd be a way of like just going and get a smaller version, right? Just the bits you want. Like I just want headlines in sports. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just
0: want headlines in comics. I yeah. just want headlines in real estate. That's
1: yeah. all I want. Yeah.
0: But no, it's got to be. Ah, yeah. That. Oh, that's bananas. <laughs>
1: yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that was that was always fun. That was always fun, and of course, yeah, and then you were always like aware. Oh, I hope the paper. Paper doesn't run out before it's finished. And then when it does, then you're all panic. You're like in a worry because you're like, oh, we're going to lose all this paper. And now we have to have them resend it to us. But of course, that always worked out. But it just seemed like a real nightmare with that special so, paper. But anyway.
0: Yeah, thing, I was just going to say that yeah. paper was always fun because like uh, we get receipts on that paper, like that type of paper. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the year, you're like, oh, let's go through my receipts. And they're all faded away. You
1: can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it was, that still happens with receipts, doesn't it? What's that? I've learned now to like put my receipts in a in a in, in a dark place. No, I did. but It doesn't matter. It was oh, the same, it was like yeah, in yeah, the dark thing. yeah. Yeah,
0: it didn't matter. It just still faded. Because <coughs> like mm, that's great. Couldn't be better. Thank you.
1: Because uh, a lot of receipts you get like out of gas station uh, gas station um, the pumps, you know, they they have similar paper and still that right. kind of whatever I don't know what it's called, but I guess it reacts to the light. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Mary was going through like these comics. She was, you know, just kind of sorting through everything. Just and then, of course, she's like, "Oh well, I can't, I can't throw away Jonah Hex." So she's putting those aside, you know. Oh, I I can't throw away Birds of Prey. I got to put that (laughs) aside. Oh, I can't throw away Secret Six. Put those aside. And yeah, so and then oh, Solo. We can't throw the Solo away. We'll put those over there. That was a great series. No one, mm-hmm. no one appreciates how great solo was. But anyway, Mary yeah, did, so she's uh, The all
0: red one, especially.
1: Ah, I love that play. one. Sergio Aragonas was good. Sergio Arguinos. I like the yeah. Dirty Bernay one too. It's just kind of fun to see people doing stuff they they didn't normally do. Mm-hmm. And then she nice. found, and then she found amongst those uh, these magazines that she loved when she was a kid called the Magazine Not for Adults. Which, oh, okay. Which was published back east, and it was a Canadian publication. So it was, you know, it was kind of nice because it was like for Canadian kids. You know, they look, so uh she was looking at one and so I brought I grabbed it. It's a special music issue, the magazine out for Adults with uh, Much Picks the best albums ever, so they have a selection of Much Music DJs. And the reason I know this is like from the two thousands is I don't recognize a single one. <laughs> I'm like, where's Kim Clark Champness? Where's Erica mm. M? No, this is Devin, Hannah, Matt, spelled M A T T E. Sarah, Tim, and Leah. Recognize any of those names? Me neither. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's kind of fun. Like, we got a subscription t- uh, to it for her, partly because she really liked it, but also partly because we could choose a DVD as a as a as a complimentary pro, you know, like a I don't know what they call that, a gift or whatever. And yeah. and so we were able to get the Castle of Kelly Ostro that way, Oh yeah. which in those days, like in the early two thousands, that was a big deal because it was hard to find that kind under, of stuff. Yeah. Like there's no Amazon then, or there was, but it wasn't like the same as it is now. Like, no. you know, and so you, you know, it just not everything was available at your fingertips. So you just, you know, so you're, wait, wait, we got to get that. We got to. How was Miyazaki Zaki movie? What did they give that away for? It just seemed like a weird thing to give away, too. But <laughs> it was kind of a weirdly hip magazine, but it's it's kind of cool. And so I was. Um, what I liked about it was uh, not necessarily the best albums ever, because they're uh, certainly of their time. Some of them had good taste. I'll give them that. But uh, what I, I enjoyed was. I just have to find it now. Sure. There was a, a list of um, winners and losers for movies that year. Mm. So, so this one comes from. uh this one? What's this one? It doesn't have like a side thing on it. I have to look on the inside. Okay. Don't tell me on in the inside. Where's your credits? <laughs> Come on, magazine. <laughs> no wonder it's not for a doll. Here we go. Sorry, I have to take off my glasses to see anything. Uh, from. Good. Oh, volume seven, issue two. Oh, what, does that, what does that tell me? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Oh, because they have cause they have Harry Potter's face in one corner of it, so they have to credit that two thousand six Warner Brothers. So I imagine this is around two thousand six. This came out. Wow. Just a game. <laughs> wow, right? That was a yeah. long time ago. That was a long time ago. Internet friendships. Hmm. So let's see here. DVD of the month. Hmm. Oh no! So what I want? I want it to the movies.
2: Hmm.
1: Sorry. That's all right. I'll cut all this out. Please do. I'll cut. I'll cut you out. And just oh, me, I'll do it. Just leave, Thank just you. Leave me in. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's the least I could do, and I mean that sincerely. Oh, come on. Album of the month, Follow Boy. Bet you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. It. Oh. Let's talk about other things, and then I'll I'll find it while you I'll sort through it while we're. Of course, now that I've hijacked it, I really am not too. <laughs> Let me hijack the conversation. Sure. And uh... oh, and there's some there's uh, some draw drawings as they call it, yeah. uh, so kids can send in their draw drawings. There's a uh, the girl from Spirited Away. There's a Bratz doll, uh, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, some Powerpuff Girls, and some Happy Feet stuff. Oh, Here's uh the little the little boy character from uh, uh, Family Guy. There's Bender the robot. Mm-hmm. I always like that when kids have a place to like, you know, show their do their thing, show their show their stuff. Oh. Here's some things you can get, by the way. Okay, okay. here we go. Here's a, a a Nike iPod Sport Kit. There you go. So it's an iPod with some Nike labeling on it. Oh, alright. There you go. How about a Sony Ericsson W810 Walkman cell phone with 20 gigabytes of internal memory? That's pretty good actually, and up to four gigabytes so- of additional storage.
0: Yeah, that's a fair amount of gigabytes.
1: That's free you can pack all your stuff in. There is a trifold wireless MP3 shower mirror. It's got waterproof speakers. And an MP3 player. That's pretty good. How about how about a Creative Zen Nano Plus one gigabyte MP3 player? A hundred dollars. You probably buy that for six dollars now. That's nice. Oh boy. I wish I could find this failure movie thing. Sure. Take
0: it take your time.
1: Let's see what what DVDs are new this month? Flushed Away. Mm-hmm. Marie Antoinette.
0: Oh, Flushed Away. That was the uh yeah. that was the kind of uh uh film that wasn't uh Claymation. That's right. But it was CGI, but it looked like Claymation.
1: Yeah, I think that was the first of that style, right?
0: I don't yeah, I don't know if they kept going with that with
1: Well they did because they did Arthur Christmas. Was that was that uh That's Aardman as Orange? well that's Ardman as well and that's yeah, that's uh because they they were going to do that with pirates, but then they were having so much fun doing the 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 maquettes for it that they decided to to just do it do it stop stop motion. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? Marie Antoinette. Okay. From.
0: Uh, yeah, Kristen Dunst.
1: Kristen Dunst and uh, the Coppola.
0: Bat. Was that Baz Baz Lerman
1: doing no, that? No, no. Uh, Sophia Coppola. Oh,
0: Cop- Coppola, right? Yeah, yeah. Coppola,
1: right? Doctor Who: The Complete Second Series.
0: Oh, about time.
1: <laughs> and then, That's what
0: it should be called, About Time. That would have worked for Dr. Hoosey's.
1: And then The yeah. Prestige.
0: Ah, oh, it's the movie that is one of those two movies that you're like, is it this movie or is it The Prestige? Yeah,
1: it's this <laughs> one. That's right. They came out at the same time, right? The one with Ed, Ed Norton. Yeah. And then and,
0: uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman and David uh, Bowie.
1: I think, well, no, no. Ed Norton is not in The Prestige. That is with um, Christian right. Bale, right? And... Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. But then there's the other one, the other magic one that had Ed Norton in it.
0: Jesus Christ. I'm going like, they're all superheroes, right? It's like, is it the one with Wolverine? Or was it the one with Batman? Or was it the one with the Hulk? Or was it the one with the... It's just, that's what movies are. (laughs) And then you're like, no, Bowie wasn't a superhero. But, you know, in a way, he was Starman. So let's go with that.
1: Um, one way you can tell this is from from Toronto or from Ontario is it has a Pizza Pizza ad in it.
0: Oh, nice. Well, they are here now.
1: I know they're here now, but they, you would never consider them like a real. Nope. The equivalent of them here would be like Panago. Would be the yeah, equivalent
0: you have, of. Yeah, you have Pizza Pizza here now, and you go like, yeah, that's that's fine. But like, if you grew up with it, you're like, yeah, that's your childhood in your mouth. <laughs> and that was their slogan. It's your childhood in your mouth.
1: Yeah. Here's an ad for uh, Inayasha. Very nice.
0: I don't know what
1: that is. What is that? Itayasha is um the um what's her name Romiko. Rem- oh, I I have to like l- go across the room to find something, but it's you know what?
0: Uh, don't
1: it's it. about a it's about a, a a girl who's somehow drawn back into the past where she she meets a a demon a demon uh, boy and they are trying yeah. to f- they're trying to like collect these shards of this cursed jewel that have that are like causing all this problems.
0: We've and, all been there.
1: Yeah, it's quite good. I, I'm a real fan of the the manga series. I've I've basically bought it twice.
0: Yeah, I have. By the way, in this in this period of time, uh, looked up that uh, uh, solo series and I looked into like buying the trade paperback of it, and it's ridiculously <laughs> overpriced. So I may get the comicsology
1: version. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm glad that we kept those because uh, they're they're yeah. so good.
0: Yeah, so. Darwin Cook had one that. Uh,
1: we, I believe I believe I have. You know, I think you gave me all your comps, so they're really yours. But uh, mm-hmm. good luck collecting them.
0: Enjoy. Yeah, Tim <laughs> Sale. Tim Sayle had one. Paul Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know they're all. They're all. They're all. In, you know, the very least they're interesting.
0: Yeah, Howard Schachman had one.
1: I don't think I have the Chicken one. That's Richard
0: uh, Corbin.
1: Oh, I don't have that one either. No. Oh no, I'm interested in the collection. And it looks like Diana
0: Schutz uh, uh, edited some of it. That's weird. Oh, interesting. Or, or she wrote something in one of them.
1: Oh, I okay. see. Maybe for uh, Mike McNola or something. Mm-hmm. Somehow I feel oh, they would. It's... I think because I always think of her as working at Dark Horse and him at.
0: Yeah. Oh man, this is tempting to get. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wish it wasn't like if you buy if you buy it like it's a it's like a hundred and twenty five dollars the collection but uh you can get it digitally for 35 which is still a lot but <laughs> man that's good <laughs> uh, tempting tempting what? tempting
1: tempting well i gotta t- oh wait there's a thing here the combat corner mm-hmm. it's fallout boy versus panic at the disco Ah. Uh-huh. who won who won you ask panic oh, at I- the disco won by one what? point yep oh by one point okay
0: interesting
1: yep sorry sorry fallout boy I don't. I know neither of those bands, so I feel like... By the
0: way, you're in dangerous territory here because I am going to go through all my stuff in the next room and I will be doing this kind of nonsense <laughs> over the next little while. But wait, wait, wait. That's fine. Wait, That's wait. Fine. That's, fine. Okay. That's fine. Guess who was performing at Punchlines? Wait, wait, wait. It's 1985. Wait. Who do you think it is? He was dating Linda Ronstadt at the time. Wait. Who do you think it was?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Dating no, Linda Ronstadt.
0: Who was Jim it? Car- Jim Carey?
1: Oh, Jim Carey was dating Linda Ronstadt.
0: And that was the big deal. Was like people were like, Linda is dating Linda Ronstadt, and it's like, yeah, and I was like, it's Jim Carey, and I was like, yeah, it's dating Linda Ronstadt.
1: Uh-huh. There's a profile of Hayden Christian in here.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, he's going to be making a comeback soon, so that's good.
1: There you go. Is he an only child? Nope, he has an older brother. Tov. Oh,
0: I, damn it! I put a lot
1: of money on that. It was an only child. His older brother is Tove. Tova an older sister, Hisa, and a younger sister, Kaelin. Oh,
0: good for them. Very
1: Scandinavian that family.
0: Sounds like it.
1: Yeah. A lot of Well, you know what? I cannot find this movie thing. I'm going to I'm going to give up on it. Okay. Cuz I um this I feel like I'm just paging paging through this thing. I've gone through it twice now. I guess I could text Mary. Come on and help me find this ma- mu- mu- uh, movie thing you're talking about. <laughs> Cuz was like it was like the you know, the hits of the year and then the failures of the year. So I thought that was very interesting, and now I can't find it. So I feel that's that's all right. I feel like I've made all these promises, and now all I can see is nothing.
0: Well, I got a uh, I got a topic we could move to if you sure turn the way, please. Uh, it was uh, you know uh, someone passed away today that uh, I admire uh, and I think you like to. Uh, Paul Paul Souls just passed away.
1: Oh, did you know about that? No, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, he just passed away, age of ninety. Uh, you know, that's a, that's uh, a good he, inning. Uh he he, of course, uh, you know, uh we know as the voice of Spider-Man, as the mm-hmm. voice of uh Hermie and uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh he was and if you're a Canadian of a certain age, you remember him from This Is the Law as the Lawbreaker. Okay. Uh you know, he's just uh, just done so much. Of course, he was the host of uh, Take 30. Um but something I found kind of interesting, I just went down this little bit of a rabbit hole, yeah, was um there's a lot of connections between Spider-Man, the 67 TV series, yes. and uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: Oh, well, for, yeah, I guess because of the voice talents were for one thing.
0: Yeah, so you had uh, uh, Paul Clickman, who was uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Who do you think uh, J. Jonah Jameson played in uh, – in,
1: uh, Well, I imagine – It's he, not an easy one. This is not an easy one. He probably would have been coach.
0: He was coach. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He was Donner, who was coach. That's yeah. correct. Well and, uh, done, to you for you, that. That's
1: a good voice. That's a good voice match there. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, and uh, Betty uh, Betty Brant, yes, uh, was played by Peg Dixon, okay. who uh, who played uh, who in Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer.
1: I guess she'd be. F- oh, I can't remember the name of the character. She, the female deer character, the doe. Uh, what well, she, uh,
0: no, she was two married uh, married characters.
1: Oh really? Oh oh. So I guess she would have been Mrs. Rudolph.
0: She well Rudolph was not married.
1: No, no, but I meant like her his mom.
0: Oh, I see. Well, and did she play? Did
1: she play Mrs. Claus? Mrs.
0: Claus and Mrs.
1: Donner. Yeah. Oh wow wow wow.
0: Yeah, and then you
1: go. Yeah, wow. Really? What a great what a great voice actor she was. Mm -hmm. To go from Betty Brandt, who's you know in you know. I wouldn't say it's like it's a, not not like a stellar voice or anything but it's just interesting to go from that to playing Mrs. Claus. like you wouldn't really see that term.
0: Yeah, she played basically every female character in the uh Marvel superheroes uh series where they had all the, you know, like Thor mm-hmm. and uh Incredible Hulk and whatever, she was everyone. Like any female, it was her.
1: Can I just and can she, I just tag her right now as uh, Canada's own June Foray?
0: Please do. <laughs> and let me uh, ask you this. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is my little trivia question. Paul Kligman, Back to Kligman, uh Was also, of course, in Rocket Robin Hood. Mm. Who did he play in Rocket Robin? Oh Hood? man,
1: was he? Was he? Um. Friar Tuck. He was
0: Friar Tuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't
0: that feel good to get that right?
1: It does feel good. I was going through the characters and trying to remember their voices, but it's hard to remember now. Yeah, I was just want to know
0: what was the connection between was it was it all was it Canada in some ways? This feels like these it were was, it
1: was uh, it was uh, from what I read about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It was all to do with budget. Okay, it, they couldn't afford to to use American vo- uh, voice talent, so they so they turned to Canada. Okay, and that was the same with the Spider-Man as well. Those shows were produced as you have probably noticed from the fact that it's eight minutes of a you know just him flying around the city while music goes dun 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 dun. I tried to watch those when I was in my early 30s when the girls were younger and Teletoon started up and and it was playing those at 11 o'clock at night or whatever and i was watching them and you know i loved i loved them as a kid right i just loved those yep. cartoons and so i was just like oh man this is gonna be awesome and i was just sitting there saying <laughs> like, this is so boring i had to, I had to turn it can't off take it. i couldn't take you it cannot
0: take it <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah you know what you i
1: realized take, so. at that moment it, my life is ticking away i didn't realize that when i was a kid yeah well to what stop. you
0: gotta do is uh, instead of doing that, you gotta take one element out of that, which okay. is, yeah. uh, you gotta like take the Spider-Man out of it. And what you gotta do is you gotta just play the soundtrack. Yeah. And you have that on in your background, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a nice bouncy coffee shop soundtrack. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it's him like discovering something, a mystery, something's amiss, and then it's the action-packed traveling music. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great to work. And, to, and my favorite, changing.
1: my favorite song, music to sneak by. Because there's the no, there yeah. was no better, there was no better action than Sp- that Spider-Man than his sneaking action. Like you know, he's walking on tiptoes. Oh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's so exaggerated! It's just, this is great. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, and all these guys, like also uh, the voice actors worked on, you know, New Adventures of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of the Rankin Bass stuff, like um, Wizard of Oz, what? all that kind of stuff. And yeah, then yeah. Paul Clayton and uh, J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. uh, he was also in a whole bunch of Wayne and Schuster's. He was just, okay. like you, see, okay. You, see his moves and you just go. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, he would have been a good straight guy with that kind of voice and stuff like that. I think. Good kind of boss character.
0: Mm-hmm. But Paul. But Paul Soul. Paul Souls was uh, was great. Uh, he also appeared in. Speaking of Edward Norton. Yes, that's uh, right. That's right. In the in that version of the, the the Hulk movie, The Incredible Hulk.
1: Yep. No, no, he wasn't in The Incredible Hulk movie, was yeah. he? Yeah. But he's, you know he's in another movie. He's in another movie with Ed Norton then, because Ed Norton did a movie where he plays like a mentally challenged person. I think he's turns out he's faking it uh, in the movie.
0: Primal Fear. I think you're talking about. Is that right?
1: Uh no. It's like a it's like a caper movie that was filmed in in Montreal. Okay. Um, I, I here, let me look up. Because
0: Primal Fear, he plays someone who is mentally challenged as well. Okay, maybe i uh, Maybe I'm. Or maybe I'm.
1: Is... I could be conflating films then, but let me just look up.
0: Okay, but listen, we have had this conversation before, and let me uh, just say this. Uh, yeah, in the Incredible Hulk movie, uh, when he needs a place to stay, uh, a Betty Ross is, is living in a, some restaurant or something, but yeah, it's owned by uh, Paul Soul's character, and at the time I was like, hey, that's Spider-Man, it's, uh, Hulk's talking to Spider-Man, like that could ever happen. Imagine a crossover between those, guys. <laughs> what a crazy world that would be. <laughs>
1: By the way, The Illusionist is the, the the rival film to The Prestige. Ah, pretty good. And I'm just trying to. Where is? Where is? Um, the score. Maybe that. Uh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. The score with, directed by Frank Oz. Another, another <laughs> conversational. Ah. A recent, a recent conversational thingy.
0: You know what? It always comes around to Frank Oz.
1: It really does. Am I on fake IMDb? <laughs> I'm on IMDC. Oh, okay. That's uh...
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just looking down through Oh, yep, yeah, Paul Souls plays Danny in the score. Excellent. There you go. That's Here where that's where right, I was like so pleased because when I realized and it's a fairly significant role, he's like he's like the security guard partner with Ed Norton in, in the museum. And so he has a pretty pretty juicy role. Uh sort of the mentor to Ed Norton's kind of character. And then and so when I was reading the credits at the end of the film, I'm like, oh, that was the voice of Spider-Man that I was just watching. Oh, that's awesome. And he was on Rudolph the Red and the Reindeer. Oh, this is great. Oh, just nerdy out about Paul Souls. you know. Everyone else in the room is like, oh, what, Dave? Yeah, I was pleased.
0: Um, yeah, come on, Dave.
1: Come on. Enough of your nerdy things.
0: Uh, speaking of people, all right, this is a little odd topic, but, you know, that's what we do on this show. You um, go, uh, go for it. Was, there was someone who... I was a bit of a fan of and knew a little bit of who also passed away this week, which is Gina Bastoni, Who is a um, uh, she's kind of a, a clown. She's a local. She's a very well regarded in her field as an actress. and She's a mask maker. And uh, and for people who know the kind of things she did, she. Wow. She was she was amazing. and She uh, passed away uh this week which is a little bit which was a a, a surprise and and sad which is getting a lot of tributes now yeah but but something that I'm that's a very odd thing to me uh, as of late is that uh so because we're so social media now when when someone passes away yeah you know and occasionally in something you know there was like an artist who did recently and also that was very sudden and they had a post from like the day before Mm. and it's and it's something really casual like you know, they are reading a book they liked, or they were just talking about something small, yeah, or yeah. something was annoying them or whatever. And just it, it there's just something that's a bit of a chill to me when I see this and just go, they didn't, they had no idea. Like yeah. you think for some reason when it comes to something <laughs> yeah. like death, right? Yeah. Like you never think uh, someone is, is going to go, what the hell? Yeah, and then it's like it's a shock. Sure. Right. But like, so you, know, you
1: think that death is going to RSVP? For sure. Like, like send, like send you a calling card. Kind
0: of, yeah, heads yeah. up. Or, <laughs> Here we go. Send you a message. Yeah, the traditional thing is you sit down with a doctor. The doctor goes, six months, six months. Isn't it weird that it's always six months? I know. You've got six-month disease. Yeah. I know. Well, a lot of people get it. Yep, a lot of people get 6 months disease. Get your fetish in order. Okay, I will. I won't post anything trivial on my Facebook. Yeah. And – but.
1: Yes. I wonder, I wonder which is, I don't know, I feel like the more common death is the sudden death, unexpected, out of the, out of the blue yeah. death. I mean, heart disease would be like the major, I would think one of the major causes of death, mm-hmm. you know, and that is a definitely out of the blue, unexpected. You're walking along and then next minute you're laying on the ground and everyone's like, oh. By the
0: way, we're not saying any of this shit to be ironic. So listen, if anything happens to either of us, don't go. You know, they were just (laughs) done. You know what? Let me stop that right there. It'd be as unexpected. Fuck you. (laughs) It'd be as unexpected. Don't don't make it a thing. Like like if you want to bring it up on your podcast, I can't stop you
1: because
0: it's the kind of bullshit we do. You know, I'd be throwing stones. Yeah, but you know, just don't be a don't be a dick about it. Don't be a dick about it, and go, you know, this week he was
1: talking about it, and then, da, 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 da. huh? Makes you think? No, it
0: doesn't. It does not make you think. It makes you lame. You can
1: do that. I, I watched a very, I don't want to say depressing, but it's sort of depressing. It's a very sad making video the other day, yesterday in fact, that one of my fellow uh, acquaintances at work showed me. My favorite acquaintance at work. Moe might say that he's my best workmate. At work. And, yeah. um, he showed me this, this video and it basically, it was talking about your, how your life and how long you have to live. <laughs> and it was like, you know, if you lived from one to 100, you would have 5200 weeks to live. Okay. It's a very, this doesn't sound like much, does it? <laughs> when you put it in those sort of, Wait, so I can give me that
0: again. If you live,
1: if you live from, from how? if you live from one, One to one hundred, you have fifty two hundred weeks. It's fifty two weeks in a year. Oh, fifty two
0: hundred. Fifty two hundred weeks to live. All right. Fair enough.
1: So by the time you, by the time you turn twenty, I think you've burned a thousand, like, or twelve hundred weeks or something like that are gone. And then, you know, then you have your working life. And it was, it was an interesting video just talking about, you know, like time passing and, you know, and the part I found particularly sad making was the, you know, like you never know you, you, you know, some, I mean, you might know sometimes, but you will mostly never know, like, when the last time you'll see someone is. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see that person and you, you'll never see them again. And, you know, it was just, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was very, <laughs> and I was saying, oh yeah, you'll see your parents, uh, by the time you're in your twenties, you'll have seen your parents 90% of, of them, 90% of the amount that you'll see them in your life. Okay. After that, you'll you know you'll mostly see them at you know weekends or odd times you know you won't you won't have lived with them the way you lived with them as a child to you know a teenager which,
0: which is for the best right? which is
1: for the best but it's just interesting right it's sort of interesting like statistics and things like that you know they're they're laying down and and then it was over he's like isn't that interesting and I was like kind of sad and I went I went I wonder if it's different for you at thirty five to watch it than for me at fifty five to watch that
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like the sort of different experience. That you know we where you are in your life and where I am in my life, you know, because obviously he is you know sort of like at sort of mid midlife, life, let's say, you know the the average hundred is a bit optimistic. The what is the average age like eighty one for North America? Yeah, I think it's say eighty
0: two, but yes,
1: eighty two, yeah, somewhere around there. And, and then you s-
0: gotta throw you gotta throw in other factors like you know are you a drinker? Are you this? Sure,
1: or sure, sure. Are. I'm just talking yeah. in terms of like yeah, average, you know.
0: Yes, the average is that. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you know, there's a different between seeing something like that at 35 and seeing something like that at 55 because the, you know, where you are in your life is a lot further along and, but it had interesting thing, you know, also a good advice too, is things like, you know, you can plan to cash your chips in, your fun chips when you retire, hmm. but there's no guarantee you will get to that point in your life because every day people, you know, as I said, kind of the universe rolls dice. Sure, sure. And every day. The other, the
0: other aspect though about that is yeah. if you uh, don't, and you, and you do pass away, uh, you won't care. Yes, yes, Right? Yeah. That's the thing. You won't care. But if, like, you cash in your fun chips now. Yeah. Which I'm not against. Mm. But then it's just like, I'm out of fun chips now. Well, <laughs> you might live for decades
1: now. <laughs> well, yes. You know, moderation. I'm not saying... I'm just saying that, you know, you shouldn't... I mean, I think this kind of spoke to my friend because he's a he's very... His dad passed away when he was 11. Okay. And so... Which is not an experience I have, you know what I mean? But his life obviously radically changed then. And I think he has a real sense of responsibility to his kids, you know, that he has to set them up in some way that he can't just, you know, that when, like when his dad died, his dad left debt and left a lot of problems behind because it was unexpected, right? And so, you know, he's very much about that. The problem is, is he's that way to such a degree that it, it kind of impacts on him and his kids lives because he's not really having fun. He's just preparing his life for when he's, you know, his kids' lives for when he's gone, mm-hmm. you know, rather than enjoying the time he has with them, which, as this video pointed out, is the time in his life when he's going to see them the most. And there's going to be a time that's going to come when he's not going to be in their lives the same way he is now, you know, and so there is some friendships there that you do need to cash because you won't always have those people in your life to the degree that you have them right now you know
0: it feels also like you got to cash in your fun chips because then you get more life i just feel that way too i feel the people that don't like are just like okay i'm just gonna and uh, (laughs) just get through it you know
1: and uh, well maybe their theory is that if life is really boring it will seem longer than it actually is
0: mm -hmm, you know that's that
1: is a that's a possibility
0: (laughs) there's someone who i was close to who was uh, was always thinking like you know uh, they're gonna they're gonna be gone when they're thirty. They're yeah, never gonna lie. and 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 to me it was uh, dumb, like it just was dumb. You know. So you mean um, you mean all of their thinking was short term? Well, they're thinking what they just couldn't think of. You know, like being past thirty, like that. Yeah. But again, they pictured that as like being very very old. Yeah, yeah. And then, and there was something rom- there was something really romantic about the idea yeah. of like you know live fast, I um mm. you know and and. I like the I like the kind of I'm going to paraphrase David Bowie, which is you know a nice thing about getting older is you you it's delightful because you become the person you were always meant to be you know the older you get the more you you become yeah and I'm like yeah if you're just if you're just twenty. I mean, you're a version of you, but by God, you're not fully you. And I say, like, why would you miss out on all that? Yeah. And now, especially when I'm in my fifties, mm-hmm. which I guess back then would have seemed like insanely, insanely, insanely old. Yeah, How yeah. can you even get out of bed for crying
1: <laughs> Um well, I do ask myself that question.
0: Someday, I know, why not? Um, <laughs> because this is where all the fun is. Why would I get out of it?
1: That's
0: why. Um, but yeah, it's just like, Oh, it's ridic- It's so ridiculous that you would have thought that. But then, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 didn't. They didn't last uh, much past you know early early thirties. And I'm just wondering if it was like part of that mindset of just like it's not going to happen. So there you go, and there you go, self fulfilling prophecy.
1: Could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're that, if they're that, um, you know, married to the concept of of yeah, know. they
0: like the romantic idea. Yeah, of, yeah. You know, and again,
1: we Le- all leave a good looking corpse. Yeah.
0: We all, yeah. First of all, there's no fucking such thing, Uh, unless you're a necrophiliac, in which case, not that pussy, right? Go for it. You know, like, are you really worried about the necrophiliacs not thinking? You know, you don't want to leave a good-looking corpse. Yeah, you know, Uh, it's just like such a such a shame to me. It's
1: just weird. Mm
0: -hmm, mm Do you you think? And again, this is just I, I have this real clear memory of you know a couple of years back. I was doing standup okay. and, and, and I let my guard down. That's what I did. I was uh, talking to someone I'd never met before mm. and it was a stand-up comic. And, uh, and so sort we're of joking around and have a you know, laugh. And then uh, they asked me like, how long have you been doing this for? And I told them <laughs> and Oh my God, I might've just, I might as well have just said, and I also fuck mice. <laughs> like it was just insane. Mm. You've been doing what? You know, I've been just doing. I don't know, stand-up all up and on, maybe 30, 35 years. And it was just like, i got to get away from you. You're cursed. <laughs> you're a cursed man. That's insane. And it's just like, you just want to say, um, you know, it happens over time. But it's just this is what occurs.
1: <laughs> it's a natural thing. That's it's right.
0: okay.
2: Fair
1: One day, if you're lucky, you will be You will be standing at that age, too.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine, fine. I'm just, mm, and I sucked for a lot of it. <laughs> You know, I can some sometimes I was alright. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so do you think yeah. do you think it was not necessarily your your age but where you were as a stand up comic? I don't know, maybe. Mm. I think it was just the idea of
0: someone saying that they had done it for like three decades. Yeah. Just sounded to someone who was less than three decades old. Yeah. Just sounded like ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They just couldn't take it in. They're just like, Well, you should quit. It's like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this then you're a, maybe it was you're a failure or I just can't grasp the idea of someone doing something for that amount of time. Maybe I don't know, but I realized I should never say this again. <laughs> you know, I, I, what I should say is, I don't know since I was a teenager. I'll say that. I'll set say, say that's, that. that's a good I'm way, not way to,
1: that's a good way to throw
0: it. my age down because it'll, you know, fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's only it's only sometimes where, like, you know, I I, I told you this before that it bugged me when I was at Shaver's drug mart and they asked for me the seniors discount. And it was just like, fuck off. You know, something in my head. I didn't say it out loud. But it was just like, ah you know, that's weird. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah. Let me let me do some push ups for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Stop it.
1: Although it is ten percent. It's nothing to sneeze yeah, at. Yeah, don't give
0: a shit. Not, I, it feels like the second you take that discount. Yeah. You know, death just shows up next to you and just goes, "Hey, buddy. Heard you got the seniors' discount. Ah, fuck me. I told, you. Oh, no, no, no. they let death know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We? And well, again, I'm
0: saying, if anything happens to me, don't play this clip and just go. You know, he was talking about that, <laughs> and he died at the drugstore, which is so ironic, don't you think? <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> A special ironic tribute to 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 paraphrase David Bowie little quote I'll give my own quote this time fame 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 fame
0: fame and all the young dudes and golden ears. in fact any song works for it it's such a it's 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 a it's an odd thing again again I this one person who I was talking about Gina uh, about stoning um yes. yeah, I had like a post from two weeks ago where she was like uh going to the hospital for this one thing and it was like uh oh, and, and, and you know just uh, hope they can take care of it and it's just like oh it just breaks your freaking heart mm. seeing that and it's just like shit fuck up ah. and it's so weird that we all will probably have last words that we don't even know are last
1: yeah words, no yeah we'll
0: be, be there
1: and yeah. just like,
0: you know, bring back the Snyder verse. And like, that's the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, Joker wasn't half bad. <laughs> they are doing a
0: sequel. You that's know that. Right?
1: Uh, is it a sequel or a prequel?
0: Uh, I don't know. You know, any Batman movie is a sequel. <laughs> so they've already had the sequel. I, I guess.
1: guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah,
0: when you're a prequel, I guess everything's a sequel. Yeah. Who
1: knows? Yeah, I had a customer, not a client, I guess I should say, when I was a farrier, a client, and she, she was, she went in for a gallbladder surgery, you know, and I'm, you know, talking to her, I'm just like, well, good luck, and she goes, oh yeah, it's just a simple procedure, and then, oh, then she died. Oh shit! You know, and you're like, oh my god, like you don't even think of that as a possibility, you know? That doesn't even occur to, to me anyway, because I, I my mind doesn't go that way, so.
0: Well, it's also like, you know, again, with this fucking pandemic mm-hmm. and someone will say just like, you know, uh, what percentage of people, you know, die from it? Oh, it's only like 2%. It's like, have you ever seen a hundred people? <laughs> it's- okay. You've yeah. seen that, right? Yeah. That's not an enormous amount of people. Mm-hmm. And then like two of them die. That's a big fucking deal, right? It's a big deal. Oh, well, let's now max that out to, you know, it's a big fucking deal. What are you talking about? Yeah, any anything like that. So yeah. yeah. I I guess again, we've just come out of a year. We're not out of it yet. No. But we're coming coming out of a year where we've all had in the back of our heads death 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 that that death 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 death. And you can put it aside, you can justify it, you mm-hmm. can go, What are the odds? Uh you can make yourself busy. Yeah. But it's just still that like underlying little background music just playing and playing and playing and playing. Mm-hmm. And it's like <sighs> you. and the music turns down a little bit when you get a vaccination a little bit and then hopefully it turns off completely i mean you're never going to turn off completely because something's going to get you no well yeah that's my as my vet said about my cat yeah you know it's just like uh well how's it gonna do Uh it's gonna be this and they'll yeah you could live like you know six years unless something else gets them like okay, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks. That's just basically a doctor, you know. Like you're right. Yeah, yeah. How am I doing? Well, your heart sounds good. Yeah. it Sounds good. Good liver. Yeah. You know, you're gonna to live a good long time unless something gets you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I guess that's <laughs> that thing about you know that idea of you know like sort of uh, when your numbers up, your numbers up. You know, like you just we we live through we live through a pure chance and absolute luck. You know, like just to be here in the first place is is. Like the most, you know, the. This is an impossible odds that we've somehow, that we're somehow here. And then we yeah. just spend our whole life just rolling the dice, rolling the dice. And as you get older, you roll more dice. That's a problem. Yeah, it's like there was a jigsaw,
0: it's like was a jigsaw puzzle. And the jigsaw puzzle is you. And we start off with all the pieces being thrown across the universe. And then they eventually yeah. come together. And you got to get it exactly right, and if it gets exactly right, then uh, you got some decades on this earth. (laughs) There you go. They put the jigsaw puzzle together for this amount of time. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, it's pretty amazing that we're here. I better do something. I got a nap. I take a nap. That's fine. (laughs) Hey, I can dream. That's pretty amazing.
1: (laughs) I think you're. I think you're right, though. It is. It's. It's. I'm curious to know, like, what the. What the the how how the trauma of this will play out over you know in the next little while over? Oh yeah
0: yeah 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 we're uh, yeah stuff uh, is yeah 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 yeah
1: because yeah no you know what I mean right like it's it's sort of interesting sort of, you know it feels like it's yeah I just you know it doesn't feel like you know I don't want to compare like your problems are your problems and I never think it's fair to compare problems sure you know generationally or you know wherever but. But it feels like, you know, if like my grandma living through like the Great Depression, mm-hmm. that feels like, like 10 years of like, ugh, you know, and I can see how that affected her and if, you know, and how it affected my mom, you know, my, my parents were definitely like depression era mentalities, you know, they had that way of looking at the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, but I don't, I, I like, you know, because I'm a different generation and I didn't, my parents, You know, as much as they had that mentality, they didn't have it to the degree that, say, my grandma did, who experienced it firsthand, you know, and could sort of, could only pass it on, but not, not my parents didn't have to live through it, you know, but they had, they still, they still took things from, from their upbringing and and brought it forward, you know, and then, and I sort of didn't, you know, I have a different outlook on on the world than my parents do. But yeah, I'm kind of curious, like how, like you say, like living with the sort of specter of of death for in your mind, in the back of your mind, in my case, very much in the back of my mind, but even though it's still there, you know, it's still something that's, it's happening around you. And, and it, you know, and, and I always took it seriously. And I always thought, I think it's weird. Like someone, I, I was talking to a customer at work and he, he said, yeah, there's a seven year old guy across the street from me and he got COVID. I said, oh, that's terrible. And he goes, cause yeah, I guess it's real. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Like, is it only real? It affects someone you know. Like I don't, I don't quite understand this concept. Like, you know, I guess it's real. Yeah, it is. Like space, <laughs> it's real. I know you can't see it, but it's there. Like it's just so strange, right? Like, I mean, I can understand that. Like space is there, but we don't think about it. Like we don't go, oh my god, we're like an infant, this and inf- you know, tiny little piece of dust <laughs> floating in this enormous death chamber like we don't think that but because you don't want to but it's a fact right like right. you know but but you know but the idea of like denying it existence like space oh i don't believe in that you know
0: it but, well what it feels like to me is like there's things that you hear about you can't wrap your brain around like I, but you i guess you know you know they're real but they're not like here's the thing uh i'm gonna do one simpler one and one more one, uh, you know, Napoleon was a real person <laughs> yeah. and fought battles. Mm-hmm. So if you go to France at a certain point in the past, Napoleon's on a horse fighting a battle and it's real. Yeah. And they're real people. And then they stopped and they had a meal and then they got some sleep and then they fought more. And that happened. And I know it sounds like I'm describing a movie and you can't picture it in any way that is not a movie. You yeah. can't. Yeah. You cannot picture it in any way that's realistic. You sure. can't. Can't fucking picture, it's ridiculous. Now here's another thing. Dinosaurs dinosaurs were in alberta they were wandering around they were real yeah. there was a fucking dinosaur in alberta yeah. it's another dinosaur dinosaurs fucked they had <laughs>
1: eggs
0: that happened in alberta you've been to alberta
1: i've you know i've been to drum I've, I've been to Drumheller where the museum is there for yeah, attention you've museum.
0: been where the damn dinosaurs <laughs> walked around now picture those dinosaurs you can't you cannot picture it in any way that is realistic no now you're right. also
1: i especially um, can't picture you know, them with feathers.
0: All right now, now also uh, picture there's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Picture it in a way that's not a movie. Can't can not wrap your brain around it. <laughs> Cannot do it. Can't do it. So you know you, you just you, you just put it a little bit to the side because it's not something you can think about in your in your head. Yeah. Uh, raccoons in your garden. Oh, I can picture that. All right. that's, a, that's a bigger deal than the global pandemic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's exactly that's a exactly can you right.
0: picture. It? And not be a movie?
1: I mean, I can, but I'm picturing the painting.
0: Yeah, that's a painting, but it's like, yeah. that's not what it was like.
1: No, of course not. Complete... Try to
0: picture a realistic Napoleon yeah. on yeah. a horse
1: yeah. doing that shit. No. no. It's impossible, yeah. You're right. It's fucking impossible. If you do, I'm thinking of Rod Steiger, you know, in the Waterloo Yeah, playing Napoleon. <laughs> picture,
0: picture Abba singing uh, Waterloo. It's
1: impossible. Waterloo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I picture.
0: Imagine just going up to Napoleon and just going, "Hey, you're losing here at Waterloo. That's pretty bad." And they're like, "Yeah, I know. I'm a time traveler. Oh, can you help me? Uh, no, but I just want to let you know it's going to be a great song about this. <laughs> oh, about my victory? No, no, it's about your failure. But it's really kind of a love song, huh? Gotta go. Bye. It wins Eurovision. Bye. What's that?
1: Bye. <laughs> did it win Eurovision?
0: Did I don't know. They don't won Eurovision with something.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Fernando, maybe. Is it Fernando? What's that? I don't think Fernando. Boy, I don't know. I, I don't know. I
0: want, I want to know this now. <laughs> Do
1: you know what a major cause of injury was at Waterloo? It's really, uh, it's really silly. I may have talked about it on the show before, but it's really silly. It was soldiers kicking cannonballs that had been fired at them. Oh, because they would land in the mud and then they would they would just slowly roll along, but because these you know they were they didn't understand like physics. People would see them rolling towards them and they go, oh, I'm just going to kick this cannonball. And so they would kick it and it would break their leg because it's a cannonball rolling. So it still has all this impulse behind it. And by you kicking it, you're not going to stop it and reverse it. Huh. It's going to keep going and it's going to take your leg with it. So yeah, it was a very common uh, injury because everyone was bored and just kind of waiting around for the war to start. So there was like, you know, this kind of stray artillery fire. You know, they'd shoot cannons at each other for a while, and then the other side would shoot cannons. And because they were, they were waiting for like, cause they had reinforcements coming from different places. So the British were waiting for reinforcements, the French were waiting for reinforcements, and whoever got their reinforcements first were, were, were going to mount the attack. And it, the British the British won, they won okay. the waiting game.
0: Well, and now I'm going to uh, reveal the song that won the European Eurovision Song Contest. Ring a ding ding. Nineteen, yeah, do ring a ding uh, ding. Nineteen seventy-four. it yeah. was nineteen seventy-four. Yeah, it took place in Brighton. Brighton, okay. Brighton, wow. yes indeed. Hosted by Katie Boyle. Sure. And the song that won was yep. ABBA. Yeah. Uh, ABBA's Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah.
1: In and the zoo. It came in first place. Because second of you. place. Yep.
0: Uh, was Italy.
1: Oh. Yeah. I don't know what the song was, but that's fine.
0: Uh, it was uh, Sea. Si. Ah, Sea. Si. By Gigalola uh, Sincheri.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Gigalola Sincheri. Yes. Coming yes. in Dos.
1: Dos? Uh, due, actually, sir. Dos is Spanish. Due. Dos is Spanish.
0: Third place, Netherlands, Mouth and McNeil with I See a Star.
1: And where? where were they from?
0: Uh, they were, uh, they were... Or British, in I guess. Netherlands. Oh,
1: Netherlands. Oh, okay. Netherlands, that's okay. correct. Okay. Yes. Yep. And, and what year did Little Green Bag by the George Baker selection win? The... Did it? No, it did not win the year. Oh, okay. just, <laughs> holy <did> cow. <laughs> that would be weird.
0: Tied for four... Yeah. Uh, ...was Luxembourg and Monaco. Uh I see. Yeah.
1: Two... Luxembourg... Well, Monaco's a principality. How could a principality oh. be...
0: Sorry, tied for third, a uh, three three way
1: tie. Oh, a three way tie. the
0: UK. I oh, see. Oh, and here we go. Yep. Um This is actually a known person to you. Okay.
1: And to me. Sure.
0: Uh, tied for fourth place, uh, behind again. We said Ava. Yeah. Uh, was uh, singing the song "Long Live Love." Uh, was. Yep. They say from the UK. Yeah. I think uh, I think she's Australian. Who Who do you think it was?
1: We're talking, Olivia Newton John. Yes. Yeah, she's Australian.
0: Yeah. Well, she was singing for the UK and uh, came in uh, number four, tied three way uh, for number four.
1: I guess she pulled the Bee Gees. She emigrated back to uh, to Britain. And...
0: Yeah. Have you ever pulled your Bee Gees? That is painful.
1: <laughs> I yes, I did one. I one like time. You wish you were dead. Yeah. Yeah. Time, you pull your Bee Gees. Yeah. One time I slipped on a fence and I pulled my Bee Gees.
0: And then you go. <laughs> <laughs> not staying alive not staying alive
1: yeah
0: that's what i said said. we're all having fun why not (laughs) why not have a good time we're here for a good time not a long time
1: (laughs) thank goodness
0: that's right thank
1: goodness it actually
0: sounds like uh we're gonna be able to see each other this weekend
1: sounds like that might be the plan yeah it's gonna be gosh and that uh we actually we well we were already going into Vancouver because we're going to that Van Gogh exhibition that's going on at the convention center. Right. It's like an immersive Van Gogh thing.
0: Yeah. Where neat.
1: You you like swim in Van Gogh. <laughs> and so I'm going there I'm going to propose to Lisa. Oh. We're there?
0: About damn time? Yeah. They're going to have those uh, Transformers, the Van Gogh box They're going to be there transforming into those different paintings.
1: Thank goodness.
0: Yeah.
1: And they also have Go-Go, Van Gogh dancers.
0: Oh, well, okay, the- listen. Has anyone ever done that? With like people dressed as Vincent Van Gogh in cages? <laughs>
1: well they should all, oh, them man, with, all, dancers is great. all of them with bandages on their ears
0: oh my gosh that's beautiful it's like, yeah. <laughs> although they start off with like two ears and they take one off as the song's this song goes ear. on
2: yeah, okay.
0: toss it in the audience
2: <laughs>
0: you could actually have okay here's what you could do Yeah. if you wanted to because it would be weird to have two as Van Gogh like Vincent Van Gogh yep. you could have one as Theo um. and like people I don't get who that is that's Theo yeah and then every so often, like if people aren't giving Van Gogh enough money, Theo comes out of his cage, and just goes over and gives <laughs> Van Gogh some money, and then goes back to his cage, and people go, he supported him. He supported, him. He, supported him. <laughs> he supported him. people didn't really get. It. and it goes, all right, so this makes sense. it's a good
1: joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good joke if you have to explain it to each other.
2: Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> is a, a good theory.
1: joke. <laughs> It's a, very, it's a very good joke.
0: Yeah,
1: a, that's very, very
0: clever. Yeah, we heard. I think we heard that you were, or they heard that you were coming. And I was like, oh, maybe this is an opportunity mm-hmm. that we could just all meet in the backyard.
1: Yeah. And we're,
0: just like uh, trepidatiously circle each other.
1: Well, I guess, I, I hope that's, I mean, I guess that's going to be part of I don't think hugs will be the order of the day, but that's fine. Yeah. But But uh, yeah, because we're going to go out for a brunch after we go to the Van Gogh thingy. Oh, so
0: you're going in the early morning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right. Because we're meeting,
1: I think, like three ish or something like that. Yeah, I think we... Will we'll, that be I enough
0: think time we, for you to rush?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I th- okay. I'm not too sure what we're going to do. We might we might head out of town and then head back into town. Okay. I'm not sure yet, because Mary's going to be with us for part of that. So uh, the original plan was for her to drive in with us and then to sort of, uh, you know, kick around for 45 minutes or an hour while we, we go through this exit. Because she's not... We didn't... Uh, plan for her to come with us but then when we decided to go for brunch she wanted to come for brunch so because she likes the restaurant yeah so. So it's, yeah it's just we all it's just we want to see each other crying out loud. that's it i mean yeah, yeah. we haven't seen each other for, well you and i have seen each other off and on but i haven't seen yeah. i haven't seen our friends since for a year so
0: yeah like i think it? it's uh i think it's time for us all to air grievances of
1: each other. I don't like, know, think that doesn't sound uh, like a good idea. No, no, that doesn't sound.
0: interesting. Yeah, like that's the first thing is like, you know what? And then just like, really go for it.
1: Let's let's all tell each other something that bugs us about that person. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we've had enough time being online, wishing each other well, <laughs> just going, oh, I hope you're doing okay. Hope you're in good health. And yeah. just like, you know what? Yeah. I have some notes on that cartoon you yeah. did. Here's the
1: thing. <laughs> now that we're here together, I'm going to cancel you. <laughs> yeah
0: it's about time
1: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: it's, it's yeah today on the cancel channel it's all canceled all canceled
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i'm i'm looking forward to it It just feels like and it doesn't feel reckless because these are these are things we are now permitted to do yeah so i'm i'm all for it like i am in 18 i think june 18th they're opening theaters
0: uh,
1: June 15th. June 15th. Oh, okay. Yeah, June 15th. Okay, thank you. I knew it was, I think maybe when, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. Yeah,
0: I still don't know when we're getting the second shot. That's still not announced yet, but yeah, it should be. It's supposed to be sooner rather than later. It's going to be sooner yeah, yeah. than was expected, which is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're saying, hey, you know, you can do this and that. But the nice thing, again, as well is, because one of our friends is uh, compromised, Is it's not great that she's compromised. But they're really on the ball about all sure, that stuff. Sure. And we're on the ball about this before any of this shit yeah, yeah. Hit, hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're yes. going to be cautious. And they're not afraid to be, you know, not impolite, but they'll let you know if you're doing something wrong. Sure. Which is what you want. Yeah, yeah. You don't want someone going, eh, I
1: didn't want to say anything. But, you know, <laughs> it's like you want someone to just go, you got to. Maybe, Maybe Dave shouldn't have licked all the donuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to bring some donuts, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, I
0: found a donut place that uh, is pretty neat. Oh, nice. We did, we did our experimental uh, donut uh, buy today to go like, let's see if these would be good. Because we've gotten the donuts that are the round donuts, as in like with a hole in it. But we oh, haven't oh, I've heard of just, those. Yeah, but we haven't had the filled donuts.
1: So I we see. Tried the,
0: we tried the filled donuts yeah. today. Yeah. And uh, first of all, they're insane and but also <laughs> good. So Okay, oh, okay,
1: good. good, up. good. Uh, so you're not going to tell us what those the the restaurant is?
0: Sure, sure. It's called Punk Rock Pastries.
1: Okay. Haven't haven't tried it.
0: It's in Burnaby I and it, you. if you go to my if you go to Pia's Twitter, she uh there's one missing from the box cuz we couldn't hold off on having that one. <laughs> um, but uh you see kind of what you're going to be up against. Oh
1: nice. This weekend and it's uh, I it's am I'm looking good. forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. Got me more excited than ever. Donuts, well. I know, pretty good. Donuts are pretty good. They have
0: donuts, they've got cupcakes. Oh Mm. boy, what a world.
1: Okay, let me put, let me, since you brought them up, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, would you rather, so uh, donuts or cupcakes, which is better?
0: Personally, I like a cupcake better. Really? It's not, but not if it's okay. Not if it's, like, it all comes down to the frosting. Okay. Quite often you get that waxy frosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you're doing that, Get the hell out of here! Get the hell out of here! <laughs> yeah, uh, but if you got really good frosting, yeah, you're um, you're, you're down. Really you're
1: down. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would I would go donuts myself. One for one reason, more variety in the donut field. You know how? How so? Well, you've got like your you've got your your kind of br- you know bread donuts or yeast donuts, right? You've okay. got your got your you know so they're flaky donuts. Uh, you got those again? You have your filled donuts. Then you got your, you can have your chocolate donuts, or, you know, and then you have a variety of like coatings, like cinnamon or or sugar, brown sugar. You can have maple, you can have frosted, you can have sprinkles on them. Okay. Um, you know, then you can have my personal favorite, uh, like an apple fritter.
0: Oh well, all right. I don't even feel, I just feel donut,
1: but... I just feel like, well, it's a donut. It's sold with donuts, so it's a donut.
0: <laughs> it's sold with donuts, but so is coffee, and that's <laughs> not a donut.
1: <laughs> but it also you,
0: sometimes sell CDs with donuts. That's
1: not a donut. It's not no, it has, has a not hole a in it. In the middle. It has a it's hole in them. the middle. So yes, it's a donut. Okay. And if you are, but so happy and you go outside in your car and you step on the gas and you spin your car around, that is also a donut.
0: Okay. Well, do or don't.
1: No <laughs> so yeah, I just, I mean, I like cupcakes. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. Like if someone, if you instead you brought cupcakes, I would in no way be disappointed. But. But I'm. I am, uh, well,
0: let me ask this you this. When we had our. Uh, my wife and I had our wedding reception, we had uh, cupcakes instead of the cake. Yeah, that was were good. You just, were you okay? You were fine with that? Oh, all yeah, that's right. great. All right. I'm just worried. I was worried, like retroactively. <laughs> no,
1: don't, no, I just said if cupcakes are on offer, I am perfectly happy with cupcakes. I'm not going to oh, say okay, no. Oh, that's good. All right. I'm
0: glad to hear that. Or right, let me ask you this yep. cupcakes. All right. Forget my, forget the wedding reception. Put that out
1: of your brain. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, You
0: have a choice. Okay. A cupcake. Mm hmm. Or a slice
1: of cake. What do you go with? Oh, I have to tell you, I would go with a slice of cake. Okay.
0: Piece of cake mm-hmm. or ice cream cone?
1: Hmm. Ice cream
0: cone.
1: All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Cake. Ice cream cone. Yeah. Ice cream sundae. Uh, ice cream cone. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I find the sundae a little, I find them a little overrated. Okay. Okay. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge um, whipped cream fan, and, Me that's, and that seems to be like a, a major part of a Sunday. And often you'll get a Sunday, and it, it seems to be like it, there's more whipped cream on top of it than yeah, there's ice cream. Yeah, mis- that's a
0: mistake. Yeah. For sure
1: that's a mistake, but it seems common, and so I'm not into that.
0: Yeah, uh, I get it. like Okay, so you're putting some whipped cream on top of some hot chocolate. First of all, don't go crazy. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, have like yeah. a little whipped cream on top of hot chocolate? Yeah. I get you. That's yeah. fine. But you're putting whipped cream on top of ice cream. Ice cream much better than whipped cream. Yeah. Why are you wasting my time where I got to deal with this whipped cream against yeah, yeah.
1: the ice cream? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: like you got a steak and you put a hamburger patty on top of it, <laughs> and I got to slice through the hamburger patty and eat that before I get to the steak. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I'm fine with a hamburger patty. I'm fine with that. I like a hamburger. Yeah. But not on top of a steak. It makes no sense.
1: It makes. You're right. It doesn't. Why are they putting a hamburger patty on top of ice cream? That's the yeah. question everyone's asking.
0: Oh well, they did do that at that uh, place on Water Street. They used to have that hamburger that had like some ice cream on it, and that was like the big. ooh, try oh, okay. it. Okay. Better than you think, mm-hmm. and you try it, and you just go, "No, that's exactly." I have a full taste tasteline. Why would this have been a surprise?
1: <laughs> that seems like it seems like the 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 Talmud was right. You shouldn't mix dairy and meat.
0: Right, like okay, now I will tell you, yeah, I have all I have had peanut butter on a hamburger. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, you might like this and I was like, you know, yeah, that's
1: I get you. I yeah, see where sure. sure. I see where you're going with this. Sure. This is
0: not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But ice cream, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> go fuck yourself. You it beat. just seems like uh, it seems like you've wasted your ice cream. Have it on the side. Or make a make hamburger. a float, make a root beer float. Yeah. Or, you
0: know, then make a hamburger smoothie. Either way, <laughs>
1: hamburger smoothie.
0: what you're going to do what
1: you're going to do with your life. I'm not judging you. Wasn't that the restaurant where the, the waiter would insult you?
0: No, that was the elbow room. Oh, okay. That was the elbow room. This was one that uh, was on water street and their, uh, cardboard, not cardboard, but wooden cutout out front was Jughead. And then,
1: Oh, I remember uh, that place. Yeah. The yeah, yeah.
0: comics, uh, went, Hey, and they cut <laughs> off Jughead's nose and they shaved his crown and they painted <laughs> his hair and then he just looked like some guy fit been in the war. <laughs> it was horrible. He <laughs> just pointing with a really jagged bad 3 job. I was wow. just like, give it up. Don't, don't do this to Junkhead or just give Archie some money. Either way, don't, this is a bad compromise.
1: <laughs> huh. So, okay, ice cream. How about... So ice cream. So we were at ice cream cone. Ice cream cone or pie?
0: Ice cream cone or pie?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, for me, oh jeez, well, what kind of pie are we talking about?
1: Your favorite pie? Yeah, give a few picks. My
0: favorite pie? Sure. Oh, I'm gonna go with the lemon meringue pie then. Okay. Yeah, I'll have the lemon meringue pie. Right
1: lemon meringue there. pie is your
0: favorite pie? Probably. <laughs> um blueberry's pretty good. Pecan yeah. pie pretty good. Okay. Uh, anything but uh, you know you don't want uh, you don't want that pumpkin pie. Get that shit out. Of it.
1: I, did, I like I like a pumpkin pie too. Oh,
0: sounds like someone likes
1: whipped cream because you are just—that's yeah, a whipped cream delivery service. That, that is that. definitely definitely where that comes in handy. I'm not I'm not opposed to whipped cream. I just don't like it on a Sunday. Yeah, because it's anyway, not as it's not as sweet as the ice cream, so it's like a weird combination.
0: And once again, this discussion is so on brand <laughs> for this episode for us. <laughs> for like this podcast. <laughs> it
1: is. Oh my god. <laughs> So?
0: I feel like I'm in a cartoon that was drawn by Nina about us <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> Why? Is it a little a little too on the nose?
0: It is. We're not quite discussing candy bars, <laughs> but we're not. We've not. never, we've it's never. There. I, don't we've right? there. I don't think we've ever done this before. I don't
1: think we've ever done this before, though. It's
0: just like, it's going to be like, he's going to get to like, Ice cream
1: cone or Toblerone. Oh, I still go ice cream cone.
0: Okay. Okay. Ice cream cone or Terry's chocolate orange.
1: Oh, ice cream cone.
0: Okay. I'm going to go Terry's chocolate orange.
1: I like that. Okay. But I'm not a big fan of it.
0: I love the uh, taste of the orange.
1: I know. I know. I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not opposed to it, but there are some
0: people that strongly dislike fruit with their chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really hate it.
1: Yeah. And of course, I'm okay with it because I, I like uh, like a big turk bar, which is, you know, is which not, not that it's fruit, but it is like a sweet kind of je- jelly in it. That's okay, like, go
0: with this a uh, big turk bar yeah. or some gravel you find at the side of the road.
1: <laughs> a, a big turk bar? What do you mean? I'm going to have gravel at
0: the side of the road. I'm going to have some gravel. <laughs> big mouthful of so, gravel. Is
1: that, how you feel? Is that yeah. truly how you feel about a big turk bar? Uh,
0: you know what? Technically, I could probably scrape the chocolate <laughs> off.
1: I, and then I, I
0: really flush, enjoy it. I could flush oh the, gosh, down the toilet. That's funny. I could maybe have some of that chocolate maybe.
1: If I'm at the dollar store, which is the only place I'll buy a chocolate bar cuz I'm I think they're too expensive. <laughs> okay, okay. But if I'm at a dollar store and I'm like, hmm, I feel like having a chocolate bar." I'm going to grab a Big Turk. That's the first thing I'll get.
0: Okay, here's my problem with the Big Turk bar. Besides that it's Turk store. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I say to I say to this bar. Yes. Compared to what? Like you're the big Turk and yet it's, it feels like this would be the perfect like, sure, for sure. A, like you've got your fun size snicker bar yeah, and you got that kind of thing, fun mm-hmm. size Mars, fun size Kit Kat, everything, but you cannot get a fun size big Turk and it's like, just call it little Turk,
1: little Turk. No, no. Cause have you seen like a fries Turkish delight bar? Of course not. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it does exist. Okay. I mean, it's a British one, but I imagine at one time, maybe it was available here.
0: Okay, I see. I'm looking it up. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I yeah. see it.
1: And the, the Big Turk bar is bigger than that bar. So it mm-hmm. is the Big Turk, whereas that other one is this Turkish Delight. whoop Whoop-de-ding, whoopty ding dong And they're both good, by the way. Like, I, I you know, I'll, I'll eat them both.
0: Okay, look, here's... Okay, now now this all has to fuck off. Um, <laughs> Why? If you go to your London Drugs... Okay. Your local London Drugs... Yes. You can find yourself a big bag of Big Turk... Turkish delight yeah. minis. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, and they're round. Yeah, like an oval.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like well, because because if you look at the bar, like a big Turk bar, it is like little ovals that are all, are all connected and then covered in chocolate.
0: Okay, well, they have them at the so, London. So, so this
1: like, get... idea of these, I guess, is they're now separated into into se- individual.
0: Yeah. Bits. So you get these little minis <laughs> of uh, yeah, big Turk minis. Yeah, yeah, They didn't call them little Turks, so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Well, what do you mean big Turk minis? Yeah. Fuck off. That means that's bullshit.
1: Right? <laughs> no. That's bullshit. Because the bar is a Big Turk. Uh-huh. And now this is the mini version of the Big Turk. That is Or just call it little Turks and it makes sense. But it's not but then it's not cashing in on the the, the super popular brand name Big Turk.
0: Don't you think people would understand that?
1: No. They wouldn't no, because no, they, 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 they
0: no no good branding on their product. No,
1: what if Big what if McDonald's? Took the Big Mac.
0: What if McDonald's, exactly?
1: What if McDonald's took the Big Mac and they made like a thing of sliders of the Big Mac? It's going to be called Big Mac Sliders because that is that is the name of the Big Mac. And so you know you're getting, you know, the the special sauce and the lettuce and all those things that make it good. And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to get this little, like a Big Mac Sliders thing. If they call it Little Mac, you wouldn't be, you would be like, I don't know what they're talking about.
0: Okay. So anyway, uh, there is a Little Mac burger.
1: At McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that is a failure of marketing and I cannot hope be held responsible for <laughs> McDonald's enormous mistakes they make.
0: Yeah, they got the double Big Mac and the little Mac.
1: Double Big Mac, too much meat. The Big Mac is perfect the way it is. It's a perfect combination of meat, bread, delicious saucy stuff and lettuce and onions and pickles. Okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect thing.
0: There's nothing I love better. This is- I love that this existed so much. <laughs> everything they were saying, well, why doesn't this exist? It does. Oh, okay. Very
1: good. It, make, right. it makes no sense. Why would they call it the Little Mac? That is Maybe terrible. A
0: smaller version as, of the Big
1: Mac. As we've already established... they call the Double
0: Big Mac the Double Big Mac?
1: As we've already established in a previous award-winning episode when we went through all of McDonald's slogans through the years, they are not okay. the best marketers in the world. And their success...
0: Have a hamburger, stupid. That, wasn't <laughs> that was
1: dumb, right? That was a bad. That was a bad slogan. I they... fucked
0: your mother. Have some McDonald's. What's what's, what's that about? That's they, a terrible slogan.
1: They are. So. They are. Uh... Oh, you sent me. You sent me the. Uh... You sent me a picture of the little Mac. Is that what? I you sent
0: that? you a picture from a business magazine saying uh, the little Mac might be the smartest things on the menu of
1: McDonald's. <laughs> well, you know, I guess if you're trying to like rebrand yourself as a healthy place. To have like a a, lo- way a lesser calorie a lesser calorie uh burger as a as an as an option, I guess that's that's better. But I think, you know, I think that McDonald's I you know, I think those restaurants get a get a bad rap and all and all that yeah, stuff. I mean they're I know it's not good. I know it's not super good for you, but it's not super bad for you. I mean it's super bad for you if you ate it every day. Yes, yeah. that is bad for you. But to have it, you know, like I I go to McDonald's like once every six months, I might go, you know? Because partly because I haven't been there for a year because uh, I don't like to eat takeout from McDonald's. I only like to eat in restaurant. I demand, I demand that it be fresh. Sure. And it's, uh, actually I I feel that way about most restaurant food. I'm, I have not been enjoying this takeout thing that much. Mm. I would, I would rather eat in the restaurant where the food is, comes to your table piping hot from sitting under a lamp. So the milk is also piping hot.
0: I just yeah, prefer I, that. I, I want a 10-year-old to greet me at the door and seat me. <laughs> I want someone to, to come and take me over and then forget I exist. Yeah. That's, I be that's part the, of the
1: experience. I want to be in the one cold room in the restaurant. <laughs> that's right. and then, like Arctic cold. And then, yeah, we get you get insulted at the door, mistreated at the table, seated in the wrong place, and then you still give a tip. So, you yeah, know, it's just I like hear, that's a whole uh, experience.
0: All the beer specials before you tell me before I can tell you I don't drink. <laughs> yes. oh, I'll every damn thing you've got on tap.
1: And then the person thinks, why are you in the lounge? And you're like, I don't know. Because they walked us through the entire emptied restaurant and s- seated us in this place with uncomfortably high chairs at a little <laughs> tiny table. Yeah. And then we didn't say anything because we we're Canadian. Yeah. And we'll passively aggressively complain about it on a podcast, but say something to your face. No. No. We'll complain about it in the car when we leave, sir. Thank you very much.
0: We, uh, again, we're, we're going to get to the, the thing everyone wants, which is Dark Shadows very shortly, but um, <laughs> sure, I, uh, we, we got in our home a new addition, which is uh, an air fryer.
1: Ah, we yes, you a, mentioned that last week.
0: A fairly inexpensive air fryer. Yeah. And uh, so we've been trying things. And now there okay. is a certain amount of things where we're just like, we don't have to go out. Like, if you want French fries. Yeah. Yeah, Done. We're fine. These are perfect. These are just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Everything's perfect. It's all fine. Yeah. Today, I, I was like so deadlined up and my <laughs> sister-in-law showed up and uh, and, uh, and and I was like, I should make something for lunch. And I'm like, we're doing high school lunch. So I made a pizza and then I made some French fries. Is that a high school lunch? And they were like, this is high school lunch. Okay. like, yeah, it's high school lunch enjoy. So I made a little uh, flatbread pizza and I made some french fries. And I gotta
1: say, the french fries, holy
0: crap, they're
1: good. But you didn't make the pizza in the air fryer?
0: No, I did not make the pizza okay. in the air fryer. Okay. But if I wanted to make a mini Okay, listen. Yeah. If I wanted to make a mini pizza in that air fryer,
1: yeah, would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> but I can make a really good pizza in the oven, so that's not, that's not a big whoop.
1: So, uh, I don't understand. Like, How does it fry with air?
0: Uh, it's basically a convection oven. But it's a it's a mini version of a confection oven. So the air circulates around it. Yeah, yeah. And it gets all the different sides and whatever. And it 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 does not fry, but it crisps. So it gives oh, you the same effect as, as frying. So you get your French fries out. Yeah. And, you know, it's crispy outside and nice and fluffy inside. Mm. And, look, you do something like, say, uh, you take a frozen – like anything that's frozen food. Yeah. It's perfect for it. So, like, we had, like, fish and chips – you know, just frozen fish. Yeah, put that in there. And you yeah. want like a your fish sticks blow your damn mind. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, or you know, I, I don't do hot pockets, but if you did that kind of thing, that's perfect for that.
1: Yeah. Kind of so, huh. so so is it kind of the, cool. is it the compactness of it that gives it this? Because like, we have a convection oven here at home.
0: Sure, sure, yeah.
1: But I don't feel like it cooks. For I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But I else- think it's like it's
0: a concentrated version yeah. of a convection. Oven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for you know small things like. French fries, Boom, done. Boom. It's, it's just great. I can't explain it, Dave. Yeah, it just—it's a miracle.
1: Huh. Damn,
0: miracle is what it is.
1: That sounds kind of good because we, you know, we Chick often chicken wings are
0: insane. Yeah.
1: When I when I'm when I have time, I like to make poutine at home. We have uh, we still have some Saint-Denis packets of, of gravy sauce from uh, from Quebec. Mm-hmm. And you got to have those, otherwise it's not it's not real poutine, of course. Where
0: do you get your cheese curds
1: from? Oh, you can find those nowadays. Okay, you can find them in a grocery store. Good, like actual cheese curds. So that that's good. Like, it, you know, they've they've become popular enough that it used to be quite difficult to find uh, the cheese curds, but it actually has become quite simple.
0: Yeah, I used to have. I used to get them shipped once in a while. Mm, mm. Yeah, like the there's a a show I like on on YouTube. It's uh, it's uh, binging with Babish. Yep, and he did a, a poutine. And but he put mozzarella cheese on, and just went sorry, I got it's all I got, and um, <laughs> Canada lost their damn mind.
1: Yeah, it's garbage. And Madison
0: had to go on and like uh, scold him, and then he may, remade it. Who did sorry?
1: did you say Maddie Madison? Right uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's uh, good in a
0: uh, in a segment called uh, or like a new show called Botched by Babish, where he, <laughs> corrects that
1: he messed up. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you got to I mean, I mean, mozzarella's. Is a great cheese. Like it's it's great. I love to. I love it. I love to like cut it into with cheddar cheese and and a macaroni and cheese because then you get a nice drippy cheese. And I also love it on a on a grilled cheese sandwich as well. Like a a slice of processed cheese with mozzarella cheese. Mwah! Delicious on a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, you can't use it on poutine because it's not it's not the same. It doesn't have the same consistency of cheese curds where you get that that nice kind of uh, texture to them. They have like real. They're you know there's something there, right? Mm-hmm. They got some body to them. Whereas mozzarella cheese, well, forget about it. It doesn't even exist once you've melted it. So yeah, it's um Yeah, that's wrong. But it's fun to make every once in a while. But I just you know, I just heat up a pot of boiling oil and, and, and deep fry the chips that way. Good on you. But uh, an air fryer sounds uh, sounds pretty good. But the problem with getting an air fryer is that we'd have to find some frickin' room for it on, on our already rather busy Counters because we have a lot of.
0: I understand.
1: Eve bought an Eve like last year. She bought a Nespresso coffee maker, which is fine. But I mean, it just sits on our counter all the time. You know, like yeah, unlike the toaster, which we put away in the, after breakfast, the Nespresso stays there, sitting yeah, on the counter. Yeah, you
0: throw it out after every breakfast.
1: That's what I want to do, but me Eve is ag- Eve is against yeah. it. No, it's. It's fine. I don't mind that she has it. It's just it's, you know, and then she then she asks for a creamer for like a or a fr- uh, frother. Yes. For for Christmas so I got a little heated mug frother thingy. And Aww. and that it's that's good for um hot chocolate by the way. Mm. Froth the milk up and add it to your hot chocolate. Rather delicious.
0: I think that sounds good. I'm, <laughs> I'm on board.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, we were using your um your hot chocolate balls. <laughs> At uh, Christmas time, that's <laughs> a rather good. Good, yeah,
0: yeah. I do enjoy. I do enjoy my my hot chocolate balls.
1: <laughs> yes, this is not a Saturday Night Live bit. It's not. It's not a South Park bit. <laughs> it's it's not, yeah. Either. It's real. No, they're they're good. And like, as you know, I'm not the biggest fan in the world of hot drinks. I'm a I'm a cold drink guy. straight straight down the line. But yeah, you're cold cold blooded. Cold blooded indeed. Well, no, I'm warm. I know. You know, I'm warm blooded, so I need to calm my blood down by by drinking cold drinks. That's the truth of it. I'm too hot blooded. So we'll I need... check in see. <laughs> got a fever. How, how is it? It's 103.
0: Oh fuck well, that could be COVID. You
1: gotta get checked. <laughs> I I'm vaccinated. It can't be COVID.
0: Wait, is COVID
1: real? Uh, uh, I, thought, my...
0: I thought it was just made
1: up. You know, my neighbor got it, so I guess it's real.
0: All right, well that's what they say. It's not it's only real when your neighbor gets it.
1: Uh it's weird. I remember someone at work saying that one time. They're like you know what? I was just thinking, I don't know anyone who got COVID. Do you know anyone who got COVID? Does anyone here? Don't, and everyone's like, no, I don't know. I said, isn't that a good thing? Why are we complaining about this? Boy, yeah. i sure with this pandemic was killing more people so it would affect me.
0: Yeah. Also, you kind of go, uh, was, was this the person who was saying this? Were they a married person or are they a single
1: person? A uh, single or? guy, yeah, single guy.
0: Single guy, yeah, that's a tough one. Like, you kind of like, if it was a married person, you just like, go home, talk to your wife or <laughs> husband and ask them and they'll go, yeah. Yeah. Doug. And we like, <laughs> oh, Doug. You know, it's just the, the guy is not remembering. Yeah, yeah.
1: That there's someone, yeah. And I was like, like I, I was like, I know three separate people who have gone through COVID. I know one person was on a respirator because of it. So mm-hmm. I'm taking it seriously, everyone. I was taking it seriously before I knew people were <laughs> sick. I didn't need that. I didn't need that extra. Oh, it's actually affecting people I know. I guess I should put a mask on. Yep. You should. Because
0: it's, you know what what's the worst part about COVID? What's that? It makes it harder for me to book swimming appointments because you oh. can't just go down to the pool. Yeah, yeah. you like, in advance and the whole system's broken and it stinks. <laughs> and that's the worst thing about this whole pandemic yeah. is me having to do that. Yeah, and probably. And got to
1: print out a ticket and it's a yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah, totally.
0: Ugh, I don't like it. But you I do know like what? swimming.
1: Everyone's problems are their problems. You can't they compare are. problems, you know.
0: And listen, I do want to get to uh, bloodsuckers, but I'll just say <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a fun thing the other day because uh, I, I, I booked a swim Yep. Uh, on a day I knew it was going to rain but not be too cold. And uh, and so I went down, had the whole pool to myself.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. There was a fella and his daughter and they were playing, but they were kind of at the end of their yeah, yeah. time. And then they left and it was just like, uh, there were still some lane swimmers because that's a separate thing. Yeah. But the rest of the pool, hey! hey!
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> I was just like,
0: hey, you know how much it cost to book this whole pool? Six dollars. (laughs) Six
1: dollars.
0: Get the whole pool. You know what I felt like was like before I go swimming because they they clear the whole pool out and then they like, you know, clean up stuff and they there's super safe. This is an outdoor pool. And there's always like one duck that just goes, ha ha, (laughs) just goes down and starts swimming around. It was like, king of the pool, this duck. Because uh, no one can do anything. What are you going to do? I'm a duck. <laughs> and I felt like that. That was me. It was just like, ha-ha! I'm the duck of the pool now. <laughs> we see the duck. we wink at each other. do <laughs> the old thumbs up. He gets it. This guy gets it. Sure. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane. I get what you're saying. Here in duck pool. duck da doo Anyway, hey, Dark Shadows, what's up?
1: Oh, dark, dark Shadows! Yes. Dark Shadows. Update everybody. Is a
0: vampire yet?
1: You know, it's so funny because that show, you know, as we said before, was dying on its feet. Mm-hmm. Ten months in, almost going to be cancelled. The producer of the show, executive producer of the show, a like, guy named Dan Curtis, was like, well, what the hell? We're going to get cancelled anyway. Let's have some fun. Let's have a vampire come on the show. And the writers are like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's just, Bring on, let's just introduce a vampire and just have some fun with it. You know, we're going to get canceled anyway, so we might as well just, let's whoop it up. The last, last roll of the dice. Let's have some fun. So they, so the writers introduce this vampire character and then everyone loves it. <laughs> and everyone starts watching the show. And it's all, and it's like this, it's, you know, it's like an international craze. He like went on a tour of 38 cities that actor Jonathan Fre- Freed, wow. Canadian, by the way. And
0: Hey, I wanna suck your blood, eh? Oh jeez, you got some really
1: good blood there, eh? Oh jeez, you try this here, bud? Oh, it's good stuff. That's slurp, right. Slurp, slurp, slurp. That's Doug Doug the vampire.
0: I'm gonna put some in a stubby save it for
1: later. <laughs> this vampire's name was Gordon, eh? Because
0: um, <laughs> i 'cause I'm gonna gory it.
1: <laughs> Gordon the vampire. Uh so yeah, so it's weird. Like but I think that the the writers felt like they, it was, they couldn't, they couldn't have like a vampire as a lead character for the show because you couldn't have like a villain as your lead. Mm-hmm. So they felt like they needed to like soften his character in some way. And so they, they took these, they, you know, went through this, you know, obviously very labyrinthine process to, to kind of like soften his character. And so we're like seven months since the appearance of Barnabas and, three of those months he's not had any, or maybe it's seven months now that he's not had power or not been a vampire. It's been been quite a while anyway. So, you know, all these people who are tuning in to see Barnabas the Vampire, not even a vampire. What's going on? But as we established uh, last episode, Julia and Barnabas, the no longer vampire, uh, successfully created another life, not just Adam, but now they've created Eve, wittily named Eve, Adam and Eve. Get it, everyone? Get it? And But is it? You know we know that Nicholas Blair interfered with the, with the, uh, procedure and and threw in a wild card. He 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 had a, a woman come in, uh, a ringer, show up and she is insane and now she is inhabiting, this kind of powerful, woman character and you know she's just a nut. But that's what's great about that character. She's a nut. But we uh, start this week uh, episode five hundred ninety eight everyone. Episode oh this one other thing. Uh, mm-hmm. out of curiosity I worked, I worked uh, the other day I, I said I just said you know what I wonder if there's like a DVD set of of Dark Shadows available and so I looked on Amazon and yes there was and um, how many discs do you think were in that set?
0: Uh, so this is just the Barnabas
1: No nope, this okay. is the complete series Oh how
0: many discs then? Yeah. Oh jeez yeah. uh, 20
1: 131 discs
0: I was very
1: close. You're very close. 131 discs. Cost of the set. And by the way, it comes in a ca- coffin. It comes in a coffin. Uh, the uh, price of the set is 571 dollars, which does sound expensive, but it's actually Until-
0: realize how much you get yeah
1: it's less than ten dollars a dvd so yes it is a big investment but
0: you are not getting all those episodes you'll never watch
1: yeah so exactly because that yeah like who could watch it again that's the crazy part but okay so yeah i just thought that was kind of funny though 571 dollars, 131 discs of the show but there are interviews and things of like that on it like behind the scenes stuff so that that would be kind of interesting but i'm mm-hmm. not going to be investing 571 dollars, or am i um So here we are, episode 598, not even halfway through the series. Professor Stokes is looking for Adam. And he uh looking for Adam and Eve, because they have disappeared from the old house, and so he goes to the abandoned West Wing at Collinwood to find them, and there he meets David, young David, the the son of Roger, who suddenly, for no reason at all, knows this is Adam's hiding place. Also, he lets Professor Stokes know that he and Adam are good friends, Hmm. which is pretty odd because he's met Adam once and Adam hurt his ankle by dropping him to the ground and also picked him up and wouldn't put him down and scared David and was shot Hmm. by Roger and all this thing. So how they became good friends. Well, this is a little thing called retcon (laughs) where you create an alternate reality because you have something in mind, and I, my feeling Imagine
0: is, by the way, sorry, yep. being a retcon artist. <laughs> and That's how you it, just like well, that, that house is mine. Yeah. Wait, it's my house. No, yeah. look, I bought the house. Oh my gosh, you been retcon. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you, I do guess that.
1: you know that's a good. That's a good word for it because we could get rid of this kind of an antiquated phrase gaslighting and retur- turn it to retcon artist. Because mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Carolyn arrives and she's upset. That Stokes told Barnabas that Adam was, was uh that she was keeping Adam there in this abandoned part of Collinwood. Here's the thing though, unless this happened off camera, Professor Stokes never told Barnabas this. So another example mm. of a bit of Recon or Nicholas Blair the master mind manipulator erasing another person's mind so they don't remember yeah. the things that were happening on the show because this is a pretty constant theme through this part of the show for whatever reason and i've read that there was a, f- a kind of a disagreement once i might call it a fight between the writers of the show on what they should be doing with the show and so because um dark shadows was was a very low budget show like it wasn't it wasn't a prestige soap opera, so you know, like the the bigger shows of, of this time period would have had a bigger writing staff and would have had like would have had like a head writer, you know, who was who was kind of planning out the kind of arc of the storylines right. of the show. You would have like a a script supervisor, someone who would be kind of overseeing continuity and stuff like that to make sure everything kind kind of stayed in in and was you know working and every everything was working together. So the problem with Dark Shadows is they had three writers and then they had. Dan Curtis, the executive producer, who also sat in on the story meetings. And so his push was for more cliffhangers and more crazy stuff, you know, and there was one other writer and his push was for crazy stuff. But the old, the writers who'd been there since the beginning of the show were much more conservative in, in their approach. And they wanted to like, you know, they didn't want to have like too much happen at once. And they wanted, they wanted to have recap episodes where characters told each other what happened, you know, yesterday yesterday because not everyone was seeing the show every day to them. And so they wanted to like make sure people kept kept in the loop. Whereas these other guys, the more excitable guys, they wanted to keep pushing stuff. So it feels like there was like a kind of push me, pull you between these writers where, you know, some writers would like take these huge leap, you know, leaps of, of story and have like these things happen. And then the next guy would write the story and he would like bring it all back in again. And, you know, like, so, you know, uh so for instance, a little, you know, last time we were talking or, uh, carolyn dies on the table while they're doing the, while they're trying to create eve's mate and that's a big big thing to happen and then off camera you know the the next writer does the story he revives eve so when barnabas goes to the house uh there's carolyn there i did say eve sorry revives carolyn and we can assume it was nicholas blair who has the power of resurrection uh there she is, alive and well, and that whole storyline, which was, you know, possibly really sad-making, was instead a real cheat, because you only had a day in between that. You know, if you could k- kill Carolyn and bring her back in two weeks' time or something like that, or give some time to this and have it play out and have her come back in some weird way, you know, or interesting way, and not just have this kind of kind of cheat that happens when you're not even seeing looking. But I I feel like I also feel like this part of the sh- season, which to me has been a bit of a slog like i haven't really enjoyed this part of dark shadows the last little while just because right. the whole adam storyline i didn't find all that thrilling you know partly because i'm not big fan of Frankenstein monsters i think it's kind of a limited concept but
0: um did, they, they, you they, not, did you not like it on when buffy did it first season
1: no i didn't like that season actually at buffy i really it didn't also like
0: adam, yeah.
1: yeah i didn't like the riley <laughs> season very much i thought I liked, I liked how it paid off but i didn't really enjoy like the whole run-up to it i found it found it kind of dull but okay. uh I
0: w- and i want to hear i want to hear more but i just want to ask you really quick yeah in a fight between, uh, and he's he's a vampire, in this person, Barnabas, yeah, and Buffy, who wins? Oh, Buffy! Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barnabas wouldn't have a chance. It's the old guy, old Canadian yeah. guy. Yeah. So yeah, so so yeah, that's like I say. So we have all this kind of mind mind erasing going on. So so, instance, Carolyn doesn't know, or doesn't you know, or I, I don't know what. I don't know what she does or doesn't know. It's weird. So, anyway, so, later David is playing in the cemetery when he sneakily spies Willie leaving the mausoleum. So, Willie has mm-hmm. got uh, Maggie tied up there for her own protection. Uh, but curious, so, what's going on? David goes into the mausoleum, and, of course, he learned from Sarah, the ghost, how to get into the mausoleum the secret room. And so, he goes inside, and he finds Maggie there. Mm-hmm. And so, he unties her, and she is able to escape. And she immediately starts to go looking for Joe. Now, Joe, of course, is still under Angelique's control, uh, and he is hiding out in his apartment, trying to avoid Angelique. But she shows, she shows up anyway. She just comes to the apartment. And as she's biting Joe's neck, Maggie walks in the door and she shrieks and faints. And, um, Angelique just disappears because she, I guess because she's a witch vampire. She has the power, some uh, po- witchy powers as well as vampire powers.
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: she just like, boop, she's gone. And, uh, but when Maggie wakes, you know, Joe's like trying to be like, Oh, well, I don't know what you thought you saw, but hey, <laughs> well, it wasn't a, a lady sucking blood from my neck. That's for sure. And Maggie's like, Joe, the same thing happened to me because she remembers her experiences with Barnabas, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And. And she, you know, she was under his control, just the way that Joe was under Angelique's control. She couldn't control what she wanted to do. She, uh, you know, part that's partly true, partly not true, because he did have to give her free will, because for her to be Josette, she had to come to him of free, her own free will. But for, in order to get her to that stage, he did bite her and control her in the early part of the uh, early part of the sequence. Um, so she, but she convinces Joe that they need to leave Collinwood, or sorry, Collinsport, and start over. And she's just like, let's just get in the car and let's just drive, you know? And he's like, well, what about, no, let's just get in the car and we're just going to leave here and we'll go somewhere else and we'll just start again. We'll start a whole new life and we'll just be safe there. We don't have to worry about this crazy place anymore. And he's like, he's like, okay, that's a good plan that, you know, and then just as he starts, this is, they're like starting to get ready to go. There's a knock at the door and she begs Joe to not answer it. And he's like, why? And she goes, because it will ruin everything. And he's like, no, no, I have to answer it. He's like, don't answer the door. And he goes, no, I got to answer it. And he answers it, and there's an edit there. So later, Barnabas and Willie come to Maggie's cottage, and they're going there because they have to figure out what they're going to do with her. She knows that Barnabas is a vampire. And Barnabas doesn't want to hurt her. you know. So his thing is like, I've just got to confess to who I am or what I was before, and hope that she'll... Forgive me. And if not, then I'll have to tell the police and we'll have to go through the whole thing, but that is fine. And so they go there, you know, and, and kind of like when Barnabas is going to Collinswood after Carolyn died and he's like, I need to unburden myself and tell people who I am and what, or what I was, you know, and so, you know, this is like a big change for him, right? This is a big moment. And they get to Maggie's house and Maggie has no knowledge of the kidnapping. Or, or of anything else. Because once again, I guess we can assume it was Nicholas Blair knocking at the door and her mind's been wiped and now it's all returned back to normal. But what could have been an interesting story pl- place for it to go is once again, this is sort of a weird cul-de-sac or dead end where the, the story just kind of turns back around and it's just the same as always, right? Uh, so Eve and Adam are hiding at Blair's, uh, place by the sea, as they call it. And she is bored and awesome fiercely awesome, this Amazon woman. And she does not like Adam. And she tells Adam that she does not like him and that she's going to kill him. Oh. And uh, Adam's not happy about that because his his idea of this whole thing was that you're going to make me a mate and she's just going to love me and that's the way it's going to go. We're going to be together and it's going to be great. And what have I got? Instead of this fierce, crazy woman with her crazy hair, wearing walking around wearing an evening gown and she hates me. <laughs> and so meanwhile... Uh, across the Collinswood property at the old house, Stokes, Barnabas, and Julia hold an impromptu seance and they contact the spirit who Eve, uh, talked to last, in the, when we were doing a last recap, whose name is Philippe Cordier. And she was once Eve or Danielle Roger's lover, or uh-huh. as it's pronounced in this part of the episode, Lever. Because Barnabas becomes the conduit for Cordier and we get much, much accent Francais. (laughs) Ah oui, I am Philippe Cordier and I speak in this way. Ha ha ha. I guarantee I'm his spirit. So, uh, but they do learn that Adam and Eve are at Blair's. But the enraged spirit of Philippe Cordier goes to Blair's house and he puts a ghost chokehold on poor Adam but it's not just Adam who's being choked because we all know from Eric Lang's tape recording that we heard about 400 times during that part of the uh, the season uh, what happens to Adam happens to Barnabas or and vice versa so Barnabas is choking to death at call, at the old house while Adam's being choked to death at Blair's but don't worry Nicholas Blair is there and he casts a spell and dispels the spirit and that's the end of the spirit all, hmm. all five minutes of that excitement, it's over. Julia and Barnabas, though, now they know where Eve is, they begin to plot to kill Eve, because they need to destroy her in order to stop Blair's plans, which I couldn't... Under- I never picked up on it. I don't know if I missed it, but his plans are to mate Adam and Eve to create a race of of creatures who will worship Satan. That is his plan. Okay. It's not much of a plan, because... Because of the nature of the show, uh, to go back kind of the way they okay, the way the guys wrote the show was kind of interesting too. Because so um, you had like kind of an overarching idea of where you're going, but also what they would have was they would assign endings to each day, so they would be like, okay, at the end of this day, Barnabas and Julia are going to go back to the old house, so that the next writer could write his script simultaneously to the other writer, and he would know where to start from, but he wouldn't necessarily know what that writer had put in that episode. Oh. So, because they'd be writing at the same time for the week's shows, and so then they would, when when the scripts all came together, then they might have to make a few changes to like kind of coordinate stuff. But mostly they would just leave it the way it was and just kind of run with it. So you had like three different guys writing three different scripts at the same time, and all they knew was the ending of of the script before them, and so they didn't know how to. They just have to figure out how to get there, you know. And so sometimes they just sort of force it, or sometimes it was an integral part of it, and sometimes the other guy would just like recap stuff that happened you know, previously. And so you just didn't know what you're going to get. And so, yeah. He here's,
0: here's the thing, like, if you're going to have an Adam and an Eve that are yeah. going to like create a
1: race, yeah. it's going to be Satan. Yeah. What
0: you want is, first of all, you have another Eve. You go,
1: okay, that's good. Yeah. And then you have Adam, but
0: Adam's called Mada. You're like, what's this about? And then you realize, aha, Adam spelled backwards is Mada. Yeah. And Eve spelled backwards is Eve.
1: <laughs> yes. And?
0: Yeah, so there you go. So you oh. got the reverse. Oh, I see. So it's a, it's a oh, I see. E. So
1: it's a race of because you're gonna make a race of. You going to make
0: it backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. and it's uh, Ekanes is the snake.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tried to do that in my head and I couldn't do it. Too bad. Mm, so and too bad because <coughs> like there's a Pokemon character that snake spelled backwards and I should have just been able to see that in my head, but I wasn't able to do it. I apologize.
1: You, could, you couldn't you say ECAS, or you couldn't think of the name of the... I
0: character. could uh, basically see it in my head and then say it backwards. Ah, okay. No, sorry.
1: No, that's fine. I'll just edit it out of the show. Okay, please do. I just, you know, I want to keep you looking good.
0: Oh, I really appreciate all the edits you make every week that uh, <laughs>
1: make me... Well, that reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when you were, you were wearing your headphones and you decided it'd be fun to sing along with uh, Funkytown. Thank
0: God you fixed that.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I did fix it. I added the music yeah, in. I would have had to have left the show. <laughs> but just in case people were wondering why I was laughing so hard while Liam was singing, and that was why. Cause mm-hmm. I was just getting the, the 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 pauses while Ian was listening to the music. Yeah,
0: it's like, you're <laughs> doing a joke and Dave's laughing. This doesn't seem right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is suspicious. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, 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 you know what? I heard liver laugh during the show normally, so.
0: Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. It really helps uh, keep funny. my mind clear. It keeps me humble. <laughs> well, I
1: don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you when you're in. in I in the appreciate floor. that. But, yes, no problem. <clears throat> I'll interrupt you every other time, but not when you're talking.
0: Oh, I understand. Yes.
1: Uh, so where are we here? Oh, yeah. So, so while they're c- telling each other that we need to kill Eve, Harry we haven't seen very much, but this is Harry, uh, M- Mrs. Johnson, the cleaner at Collinwoods, her son, her her uh, ex-con son, overhears their plans. And so he immediately goes to Blairs with this information planning to sell the info. And it's kind of a funny scene because it seems like Nicholas Blair, the actor playing Nicholas Blair, who has a great name by the way, and I, I can't remember it now. I'll, I'll look it up in a bit. Um, he, uh, it seems like he knows Harry's lines better than Harry. Because mm-hmm. Harry's like, Yeah, I'm here to sell this information for, and then Blair's like five thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand (laughs) dollars. This goes on. You can see Blair is like starting to like lose his composure. Has to kind of suck his cheeks a little bit to keep 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 it together. But uh, yeah, so so basically Harry. uh, Well, when he when he tries to leave, he finds himself trapped in the house. He can't get out, and he just falls under. He becomes the another victim of Blair, and he falls under Blair's control. So now he has to do Blair's bidding. <clears throat> at the same time, a conflicted Carolyn arrives at Blair's, looking for Adam, because she's worried about him. But but Blair convinces her that, that, uh, that you know, everything's okay, and that every, not to worry. And, uh, but Adam learns that Barnabas wants to kill Eve, because Blair tells him. And he just wants to go kill Barnabas right away. But Blair convinces Adam to let him handle it. And so... Blair uses his "quote-unquote" magic mirror, a mirror he can look through and and see things, to find Angelique, and we see that she is with Jeff Clark, and they do kind of interesting gag with this. Like, so when they like, if they have like, when they're used, like, some say say he had, there's a scene where he has shows Angelique something in the magic mirror, so you see them reflected in the mirror. So the camera is sitting in such a way that you can't see the camera, but you can see the two actors looking in the mirror, and then what they would do is they would cut to the actors talking to each other. And then, because this is a magic trick, what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they you know, they distract us a little bit. And while they're doing this, they would push a uh, like a chroma key, like the blue screen behind the actors. So then it was reflected in the mirror. So then they could use the chroma key to then project into the mirror an image that was happening on another part of this, the set with another camera, right? So they could put those together using the the chroma key effect. Because with the chroma key, you could take an image and overlay it over top of that blue color, you know, in-camera, basically. So you could do this oh. in-camera effect. And so you could, like, you know, so if you wanted a ghost... So, for instance, at the beginning of the show, like when they had Sarah as the ghost, if they wanted her to disappear and appear, they would have to lower a key, lower and raise a key light on her. So she would be standing in the dark, and then the cat... the the, the light would come up and she would sort of magically appear as the light ray, as the light went up and then when she needed to disappear the light would go down and she would just step back into the shadows but now if you wanted to go want a ghost you can chroma key that actor into the scene just have them stand in front of the blue screen and then you can you know in camera edit them into the shot and They do this with with uh, Angelique later in this episode, but they haven't quite mastered it yet because she's like super small, so they haven't quite figured out how to scale things quite yet. But but it's it's okay. But that's what they're heading towards anyway. But it's a really kind of cool effect because it's all done live. You know, there's no they're not having to break or or put this in, in in post. The you know they're doing it while while you're watching the show. They're doing they're doing this thing. So he's looking in the magic mirror, and so he's looking at Angelique and Jeff Smith. Or Jeff Clark together. I think his name is Jeff Clark. Anyway, yeah, Jeff Clark together. And so the camera, it goes in to the magic mirror. And of course, because it's, it's already looking at this scene in, in, you know, in real time on another part of this, uh, part of the soundstage, it just becomes that scene. So it's like the camera travels through the magic mirror into that scene. And then we're in that scene. It's kind of a neat effect. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she's with Jeff Clark, who, as you know, she, she was, Uh, toying with trying to get, trying to insert herself into the, into the, uh, the making a mate for Adam scene, which didn't work out because they got caught by Barnabas and, and, uh, Jeff got kicked off the project and Angelique disappeared. And, uh, but she's still, you know, toying with the men of, of Colin, of Collinsport. So she, she goes to bite Jeff, but, uh, Blair interrupts and after sending Angelique away, Blair puts Jeff into a trance. And he learns of Angelique's attempt to sabotage the experiment and insert herself as his life force. And so then uh, he erases Jeff's memory. so Mm. Jeff can't remember any of this, that Angelique tried to get him or any of that stuff. It's all gone now. And then Blair approaches Angelique, and he wants her to bring a certain man under her control. And that man is Barnabas. (laughs) And so that was like... That would have been like, that was a cliffhanger ending of the show, right? So that would have been like, people would have been like, oh my god, OMG, or whatever the equivalent was in 1967 or whatever this was, 68, OMG, they're, you know, Barnabas is going to get bitten by Angelique. This is going to be crazy.
0: Yeah. This is
1: going to be crazy. This is going to be amazing. Okay. I don't care what's going on at school tomorrow. I've got to be in front of the TV to see this thing. This is going to be... This is... the most important thing, I gotta be home at four o'clock to see this. I am I don't care what's happening. I don't care. I'm gonna see this. So they get home that day, and they sit down in front of the T V and they're like, Oh man, Barnabas Collins. This is gonna be, he's gonna be a vampire again. This will be awesome And then you get to see Elizabeth Stoddard showing Vicky her architectural model of her wackadoo escape mausoleum that she once <laughs> made. Uh and uh yeah, one of the biggest Turnarounds of all time. So, an angry Roger comes in, and he, and he's ashamed of Liz. Basically, he's ashamed of this whole thing that she's making such a display of, of the fact that she's a crazy person and wants to build a mausoleum to a you know big a big monument to her craziness. He smashes the model, and an upset Liz leaves the storms out of the house, and Roger does sort of apologize to Vicky and say he does feel sorry, but it just makes him so frustrated, you know. So then Jeff comes to Vicky. And he needs to apologize to Vicky because, uh, he was under, you know, as you know, he was under Angelique's control and it wasn't himself, you know, so like Roger offered him a a chance for a really good job and he turned it down and all the rest of that stuff. So, and basically Vicky broke off the relationship. So he comes back to Vicky to apologize and try to convince her to take him back. And then, uh, Liz, tormented by her fears of death, goes to a cemetery it's a perfect place to go, and she sits amongst the tombstones and talks to them, and of course everyone then is worried about where she is, so they go out looking for her, and Jeff finds her, and is, and, she is of course convinced that he is not Jeff Clark, he is actually P- Peter Bradford, and he's like a ghost of Peter Bradford, not a real person, and so when he approaches her, she sees him, and in 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 her fright, she faints, so he carries her back to Collinswood, and, um. They you know put her out later on the couch and then they they check her pulse and she's dead. She's died. So um so Barnabas we cut to Barnabas then. uh he wants to break and enter into Blair's um Blair's house. So he and Julia are arguing about this because she thinks this is too dangerous and he's like no we can come up with a plan to do this and we'll make it work and and uh, then Julia of course gets called away because Ju- Liz is is dead. So she goes there to examine her. And as she's examining her and saying, you know, she is dead. Suddenly, she wakes up. So all her fears and all the worries that she had—that one day she was going to like have some sort of fit and everyone would think that she was dead—come true. But uh, does that make anyone think that her fears are <laughs> her are, are reasonable? No. But uh, um, Vicky does finally relent and she forgives Jeff. And of course, Barnabas is there with Julia, of course. But and he, a jealous Barnabas, sees them embracing and he leaves. Collingwood, great disappointment. Then Julia that night has a premonition of Bar- uh. of Barnabas's, Barnabas's death. She sees him in the woods, and uh, he's he's bleeding, and he falls he falls and dies. And so, uh she of course takes that as an even, you know, stronger argument against him going along with this plan to, to go into Blair's house to kill Eve. But I guess the plan is afoot because Stokes visits Blair. And invites Blair to a small dinner party at the old house, and uh, you know he does—he kind of plays a cat and mouse game with uh, with uh, Stokes. But then, in the end, he agrees to go to this this dinner party, and so we are then treated. So this is great because you get you get first you get Blair inviting uh, or Stokes inviting Blair to the to the mansion, then we get a planning session of Barnabas, Julia, and Stokes. Planning not only Stokes going to the house to ask Barnabas or asks Blair to the party, which he's already done, so I don't know why they're discussing it, but also like he's sketched out, and it looks like a professional drawing of a of the layout of of Blair's house, so Barnabas knows which rooms to go to, and they're going over this this plan, and this is what's called in the soap opera game killing time, <clears throat> because you need to get to your you need to get your cliffhanger, but you do not want to get to the cliffhanger too soon, but the cliffhanger is of course. Blair is watching them through his magic mirror. So he knows the plan. But the other three do not know that Blair is aware of this. So the next the next uh, night, or that night, Barnabas <clears throat> sneaks into Blair's house. But before he can find Eve to kill Eve, Angelique enters the room. Barnabas, to say the least, is aghast, shocked, and stupefied to discover that Angelique is still alive. As he points out to her but you died. And she says, mm. she says, Do I look dead, motherfucker? Yeah, she, she didn't actually say that. She just gloats. And then uh, she uh, chomps on Barnabas' neck and drinks his blood, and Barnabas goes, No! 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 Ah! Like this weird, every time, this weirdest kind of cry. I don't know what he is. He doesn't go like, ah! He goes, ah! Whenever he gets bitten. Uh, he attempts to escape. I really like the scene, though. He attempts to escape... And he opens a front door, but who's standing there? But Angelique herself. And he goes, oh no, which is a good, it's a right, it's a right thing to say, but it's, it just seems so weird. It's like, so, um, Barnabas is now Angelique's, in Angelique's power. Meanwhile, Blair, Julia and Stokes are performing in a farce called, should I stay or should I go? Where they have to keep a guest trapped in the house possibly against his will possibly agrees to it it's hard to say you know at one moment he's like he's like where's barnabas like oh we had to go to the uh collinwood to uh say tell something to to so-and-so they're like he's like oh maybe i should go there too oh no 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 you don't have to go there too he'll be back soon enough okay well then i'll stay here he's just toying with him because of course he knows what's really going on he set this all up he watched him in his magic mirror you can't fool a guy with a magic mirror Uh, he eventually leaves and barnabas returns and lamely tries to cover up the fact that he is now angelique's uh b-i-t-c arch and it's so great because he's sitting in the chair and he's like got his collar like pulled up over his neck and it's just like like who you know who sits like that barnabas do a better job blair awakens at oh yeah so oh so i should i should also add so when i said that Angelique, so Angelique calls to him. So after he talks to Julia and convinces them to go, uh, he's laying there, or he's sitting there. And then Angelique's like, come to me, Barnum. And she's like, no, I'm not going to come to you. She's like, come to me. No, I'm not. So then we get her appearing magically through the comic, magical, uh, chroma key in, in, in the old house. And then, of course, then they just, you know, have the actress suddenly there and she bites him on the neck so he can go, ah! Next day, Blair awakens Adam. Who he wants to tell something to. I don't know why he wakes him up. But Adam is laying in bed wearing a nice pair of light green pajamas. And uh, they're also kind of open at the neck. So we can see his comely chest, his little hairy chest. And uh, Blair notices that there are bite marks on Adam's neck. Because, as we know, what happens to Barnabas happens to Adam. And so Blair is a little concerned about this now. Because, you know, he doesn't want to hurt Adam. He wants to control Barnabas, so he orders Angelique to stay away from Barnabas. But is Angelique to be trusted? Has Angelique ever listened to another person? (laughs) Meanwhile, Maggie meets poor vampire junkie Joe. Because that's basically basically what he is now, right? He's just like, he's like a junkie. He's lost his job. He's just like this, you know, shell of a man hunched over at the bar at the whale's tail. But she's there to meet up with her new beau, Nicholas Blair. And uh, Joe goes to Blair's to see Angelique. But Angelique is not interested in Joe anymore because she has a new person, the love of her life, Barnabas Collins. Right? So she's just like, get out of here, Joe. You're nothing to me. Blah. Go away. Phooey. And... uh, But before she does send him away, she uses the magic mirror to show Joe uh, Nicholas Blair making the moves on Maggie at Maggie's house. And a distraught Joe who realizes then that he has lost everything. You know, not just his job, but he's lost his life. He's lost this woman who is his fiance. Once again, something that happened magically because he never asked her, but at one point we were suddenly told that he was her fiance. Um, But yeah, her fiance, his job, everything in his life, even Angelique, this person that he's obsessed with because of this, this blood thing. Uh, She doesn't want him either. So he takes a knife off this desk and stabs himself in the stomach, and Ooh. falls to the ground. And that is where we will end this week's Dork Shadows.
0: Well, ain't that a punch to the gut? Okay.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Fair enough. All right. If that's what you're gonna do, you're gonna
1: do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, it's a crazy show. I feel I f- I have this feeling uh, that they are we're gonna get a real we're gonna get a real clearing like we're are they're they're, ch- they're gonna change the table here they're gonna reset the table. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like the way everything's going, I'm a little ahead of where, where I stopped. Okay. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like changes are afoot and we're going to get some interesting stuff happening. Cause I, I have not been enjoying, I've not been enjoying the Adam sequence. And I think, I think the learning that the, the, the writers were not getting along very well. Like, I think that's part of the problem is that, you know, they created this, they created a scenario they thought was interesting, you know, they, cause they got rid of, they, they lost Barnabas as the, as a monster. And they thought, well, we'll create a creature, like a Frankenstein creature, that's kind of like Dracula, and we can have some fun with that. But then they didn't know what to do with them, you know? They had him kind of, you know, grunting and smashing things for a while, and that kind of got boring, and so then they they suddenly had him like taught by Professor Stokes, and suddenly he's like the erudite monster. Ah, oh, I am a chess playing Frankenstein. Haha. And then and then they then they switch it again and suddenly they have him as like this maniac who want, you know, is going to kill the whole family if they don't make a mate for him. And, you know, it's just like pick a lane, but they just, they just didn't, you know, it just feels like the writers didn't know what to do with, with the character or how to, or how to make Barnabas work, you know, because really the interesting characters are Barnabas and Julia. They're like this devious pair of liars who are always like conning everybody. And like, you know, it's just, they're the reason the show's interesting. Realize it, writers. Anyway, anyway, do you want to uh, see what our listeners had to say about our yeah, last Yeah, let me just open the uh,
0: mailbag. Okay, once again, get rid of all the Santa fucking letters. Stop sending those. He's not here. He's not here. And it just clogs things up, guys.
1: It claws things up.
0: Ah, there you go, claws in the back. Uh, last <laughs> week we asked, uh, what's your favorite takeout or delivery food of choice? Uh, who's your favorite Muppet? We asked those things. Those are the yep. questions we asked. Yep. And you can uh, talk about that or you can talk about it, whatever the heck else you want. As always, Dave will mention if someone uh, wrote to us earlier uh, then the, because I'm just reading comments on episode 494. Mm-hmm. four ninety four. This, of course, is episode 495. I don't know if that was mentioned. Um, Matt Phillips writes, uh, to the other listeners who mentioned going to Liverpool on their bucket list. We did talk about bucket lists. Uh, it's definitely worth it. As a lifelong Beatles obsessive, yes, I came here by the gateway drug. And that drug, of course, heroin. No, it's uh, completely Beatles. Uh, I wrote a podcast. <laughs> Living in the UK, I have been fortunate enough to visit Liverpool several times. And it's always felt to me like going home, even though I have no family connection, and grew up uh, over 100 miles away. Uh, I think uh, the years of reading about the Beatles' childhoods and early years made me feel like I already knew the city. Growing up, I became a fan of Liverpool Football Club because my dad worked as the local insurance salesman for Royal Liver Insurance Pronounced Liber.
1: Oh, really? Sorry
0: sorry for getting that wrong. Uh, Who were original and, well, according to Matt, I don't know if Matt's lying to us, but I think think he's telling the truth. Uh, Who were original inhabitants of the famous Liber building, which sits on the uh, side of the River Mersey. So uh, this thing has also been an excuse to watch a match at Anfield. My most recent visit was 2018 to see the excellent John and Yoko Imagine exhibition at the Liverpool Museum. Uh, before that, I attended the International Beatle Week Festival in 2017. If you are visiting from abroad, make sure you time it to coincide with this event as it's geared towards foreign visitors and is packed full of Beatle related events. Uh, the tours of the Lennon and McCartney homes are my ultimate must do recommendation, excellently restored by the National Trust. I had goosebumps. I've also been inside Studio 2 at Abbey Road, which has another pinch-yourself moment. So for my bucket list, I'm hoping to visit Hamburg next year for my 40th birthday to, com- uh, to complete the trilogy of European Beatles pilgrimages. <laughs> cool. Now, on to takeaways. Takeaway food. My go-to is either pizza or a tandoori mixed grill from an Indian restaurant. This is a combination of spiced chicken, lamb, and prawn. Uh, more than is reasonable for one person to eat. But somehow, I still manage. Served with a naan bread and salad. And as I always like to say, you can put as much ghee as you want on your bread. If it's Indian food, it's non Um The pandemic <laughs> has seen a lot of local cafes, bakeries, etc. Uh, that was my joke. That was not Matt's. Don't blame him. Uh, the <laughs> pandemic has seen a lot of local cafes, bakeries, etc. Uh, start to offer delivery. This combined with uh, homeworking has resulted in a worrying trend of midweek breakfast takeaways in our household. I know it, brother. <laughs> After dropping the kids at school, I'll come home, and either me or my wife will get the idea in our head that we'd really like a bacon sandwich. Then it's just a matter of time to see who caves first. Can't wait for the big 500. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you. I love when I'm in England. I've said that so much. We go and talk to someone uh, over there and they go, like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, you don't know how good this uh, crawfish and arugula is. You can't get it anywhere else. It's just freaking good. And I know you're like, you couldn't get it in New Orleans? Maybe you could. I don't know. I haven't been there. Um, Our friend Louise writes, our takeout food of choice is sushi. We usually go out for dinner at our local sushi restaurant on Friday night to celebrate the end of the week. Uh, But now we've been picking up our order. Our sushi joint uh, went to takeout only even when they were allowed to have some in-person dining. We thought that was a smart move for their own safety as well as some of their customers. Uh, Yeah. Sushi. You know what? Listen, when I was a Catholic uh, and it was the old fish on Fridays thing, if they had sushi and, you know, know, for sushi on Fridays, I would have been uh, maybe more down with that. Anyway, continuing Louise's letter. My favorite non-Kermit Muppet is Cookie Monster. I can relate to his sweet obsession. That sweet obsession, heroin.
1: (laughs) Let a lot of heroin in this comment, yeah.
0: I also... Uh, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> me make an album. Oh, pretty good. Oh, difficult second album. Anyway, <laughs> I also support his more uh, recent decision to endorse healthier food options. I like the googly eyes on the top of his head and his use of me as his pronoun of choice for several grammatical cases.
1: His uh, like
0: love of classical theater and film is evidence when he hosts Monster Theater as <laughs> Alistair. I'm also fond of, yeah, I, my favorite, of course, was Upstairs, Downstairs, uh, performed by Grover. Upstairs? Downstairs?
2: <laughs> Upstairs? Down, oh, oh, downstairs?
0: Downstairs? 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 Oh, blew my throat after that. Um, <laughs> I'm also fond of Oscar the Grouch and Ralph the Dog. Ralph, I like can still do. Uh, part of the appeal of these three characters is they are uh, operated by two puppeteers, so they have two live hands,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they make gestures and manipulate objects. This really gives them a lifelike quality. Agreed. Oh, Edward Dravansky, uh interjects. Ah, dough. I was going to mention Cookie Monster as my spirit muppet, but then I remembered I'm a diabetic. Good play, Louise. <laughs> well, he does have healthy foods as well. Uh, And Edward uh, continues onwards with his own letter, uh, saying, Hey, fellas, who wants takeout? I have to side with David. I prefer to pick my food up at the restaurant instead of having it driven around and delivered. Delivery costs have gone up, and I'd rather save time and money by getting it myself. I arrive early, so I'm there when it comes right out of the back and still hot, and then I drive it straight home before it gets cold or soggy. Uh, we had food delivered, and uh, if we have food delivered, I had no idea how long it was in the delivery person's car getting cold. Uh, a place we've uh, been enjoying is a restaurant and bar in our neighborhood called Delaney's Irish Pub and Scratch Kitchen. I seriously don't think this place has a bad item on the menu. Hmm. We've been eating there for years. They're prompt and uh, conscious about having the same quality in their takeout as you would if you're eating there so their food is just as good when you take it home. Uh, I like their Shamrock, slake, uh, Shamrock Slider burger, Burgers on Pretzel Rolls, the Lost Irishman Burger with Gorgonzola and Red Onions, the Rijo Patty Melt on Garlic Parmesan Texas Toast with 1000 1, Island Dressing, or the Haddock and Chips with the Crispy Sidewinder Fries. Oh, pretty good. I <laughs> uh, won't <we'll laughs> eat fried fish from anywhere else. Jeez, I may have to get something from Delaney's tonight. I'm getting hungry. Damn you! Uh, the Muppets were present and happily accounted for during my formative years. I had a wide variety of creative and innovative toys, games, and media from the Muppetverse. I watched Sesame Street avidly, and I had a few Muppet puppets, too. I had Ermit, My friend across the alley had Bert, so we would put on puppet shows with them. Oh, I remember uh, they made an actual cloth Muppet. Oh, weird. Okay, let me tell you something about this guy. All right. <laughs> I remember they made an actual cloth Muppet that wasn't a character at all. uh uh, with a black uh purple fabric head came with all sorts of velcro back features you could stick to his head and make your own character even had the wrist post you could attach so you could work the muppet's arms with your other hand to me this was like owning an actual muppet we need to talk about this um i had that one as well that was my favorite muppet uh so much so that when i did stand up when i first started doing stand up I would bring that Muppet out and blank-faced, and I would uh, – my end bit was I was uh, going to drink a glass of water when my puppet did mine, and uh, it worked often, that bit. <laughs> uh, I still have one of the hands. I don't know where the rest of them went, but I have one of the hands, and I often will check and see if, uh, if that Muppet is available for sale. I've got uh, a lot of uh, – I know what the box looks like. I've got, like, pictures of the box. Yeah. I've got pictures of the – uh, stuff that comes with it. It's uh, it's it's you know, like it's my white whale uh, that I'm uh, trying to and to it, find.
1: And it sure shows it was from a different time when you're. It was okay to do blank face. Yes. Yeah. Indeed.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was also uh, it, when uh, F A O Schwartz had their Muppet whatnots a while back. I was really tempted to to, <laughs> to get that. But what what made me a little glum was you had to have it. Permanently, you know, their
1: uh, the features permanently attached.
0: Like, uh, a blank one, yeah, Can yeah. A blank one. I'll buy some of the parts and we'll do the Velcro thing. They didn't do that, so it wasn't quite as good as that. But I also know the Ernie and Bert you're talking about. And the Ernie was, a, uh, I believe, not a cloth head. It was a, it was a rubber head. Um, Still hmm. very, very. Yeah, that's right.
1: Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And
0: they had a Fozzie as well. Um, Okay, so I had color form sets based on the Muppets. Finger puppets, and actually uh, I had a couple of other finger puppets as well, and quite a few albums that I enjoyed. One album was meant to be played only when it was raining outside and you had to stay indoors. My friends and I would actually do this and play the album when we couldn't go outside. It had all sorts of activities and fun dances you could do while the Muppets played along on the album. I have to say, whoever created these Muppet products for kids back in the 70s did an outstanding job. They were innovative, memorable, and fun for the imagination. Agreed. So, my favorite Muppet. Yes! What's your favorite Muppet? Yeah. Louise kind of stole my thunder with Cookie Monster above. Louise. Uh, <laughs> who I also had a puppet uh, of with googly eyes. But it's really hard to choose just one, isn't it? Uh, I liked Oscar and The Count quite a bit from Sesame Street because they are also featured in the books I had. Uh, one page showed a cutaway view of Oscar's home below the garbage can. Kind of like below uh, ground dwelling of Bud's Bunny had in his cartoons. Except Oscar's home... Was full of trash and useless junk, which I thought gave more insight into who he was and <laughs> fascinated me. And you know what I say to that? Pishtosh kabosh, sir. Um, <laughs> because I don't think, like, Bud's Bunny has a hole. The yeah. hole goes down. There's a space underneath the hole. But to me, it feels like when they show the inside of Snoopy's home and they give him a basement. No, he does not have a basement. Everything that is in Snoopy's home, to me, is in that same doghouse. Uh, it just is warping reality, and I feel—and again, this is just me—that Oscar's trash can is the size of a trash can. He sometimes picks it up, puts his legs at the bottom, <laughs> takes it for a walk. Yeah. there is no nothing underneath his trash can. Yeah. it is a TARDIS. He is a time lord, and we can discuss this more another time. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do we do later on with the Muppet Show? We used to watch it as a family. We always joked. That Statler and Waldorf were like my two grandfathers up in that booth. Uh, what really lives in my heart, as a fondness for the Muppets, as an adult, has to be Kermit City singing the Rainbow Connection. It's really the first thing that comes to my mind as an older Muppet fan, and it squarely hits me right in the heart. The song has been covered by many, but I still tear it up, tear up when Kermit performs. It's pure and perfect. I love the Muppets, all of them. Me too. Chris
1: Roberts, can Price. I just can I just interrupt because you mentioned it is, it is
0: your podcast and you can interrupt as much as you, you want
1: mentioned. You mentioned Ed Duganski and I wanted to let everyone out there know, all all the sneakers know that Ed is uh, guesting on a podcast uh, called the Electric Jellyfish Podcast, Ooh. and this is a I don't know if the whole podcast is about Star Wars, but when Ed is there, it is definitely podcast or Star Wars related. Uh, it actually lists him as Obi Wan Draganski on the, the the thing here I'm looking at. So, so yeah. So take take a listen to Electric Jellyfish podcast because our friend Ed is uh, a guest on there, and I will post a link on our uh, web on the website so people can uh, check it out.
0: That is fantastic.
1: Yeah, he I'm said just... he he said he really enjoyed it. He said podcasting is great and it's easy. I used to think that uh, you guys did a lot of hard work, but I realize now that you are both a couple of bums. <laughs> he didn't say that. I, I put well, those words not, in his mouth.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I was looking to see if there was a Count Muppet of the same type that uh, we were talking about. And yes, indeed, there was. They had uh, Cookie Monster, Bert Ernie, uh, the faced one we talked about, Roosevelt Franklin, uh, Oscar the Grouch. They also had a Fozzie Bear. Um, but yeah, they had a, a Count one that I, I, I remember a friend having, and I'm going, oh, that's a good one, too. And, um, you could actually act out your own Dark Shadows episodes with that. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, you know, you kind of think, like, do they ever do a Dark Shadows parody on Sesame Street with a Count? But probably never did. Um, Chris well, Roberts writes.
1: Yeah, probably not. It probably was... It probably was kind of past its peak by that point. By the time they would have thought about it. because when was the count in like the the early ep- episodes of Sesame Street or was he in a later edition?
0: Oh, this is uh this is a, this is a good this is a good question you're asking. An excellent question. That is one that uh, no, there is no Dark Shadows uh, parodies. Uh, let's see. I'm going to get to you, Chris. I promise you. I promise we're going to get to you. I just want to see when the count showed up. Count showed up in 1972. So yeah, maybe that was a little bit
1: too late. Definitely, too late. yeah. Count
0: von Count.
1: He, pro- he probably was inspired by Barnabas, but uh-huh. or at least the popularity of well, probably not because the count is very much like a,
0: maybe it was the Hammer horror films. Or, know,
1: no, but Dracula. he's very much in the Bela Lugosi, you know, blah Count yes. Dracula, you know, he had that kind of thing going for him, which is not you know Christopher Lee does not do a, does not do the uh, blah voice. Blah blah blah. I am here to suck your blood.
0: Chris it's nice that he tells you that what are you it, here for it is vampire? Nice.
1: Well, I, I don't think that's actually in the movie I think it's, it's one of those things, it's things that are distinct. it's kind of it's a kind of like sketch. it's a kind of like story. Ed Sullivan saying a big shoe which he never said of course
0: it's, by the way I really like that uh, uh, plumber who's here that picks the sink do you remember that bit no oh it's so good it's so good uh, and I'm trying to think of it, it's Electric Company or Sesame Street, but I believe it's Sesame Street. And it's a uh, it's a woman who is like a fancy lady, and she's leaving her house, and there's a parrot that's there. Yeah. And the parrot's inside, and the plumber comes up, and they they print all his dialogue so you can read along. Oh, him.
1: that's right. I think that is Electric Company.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, and and the uh, the parrot goes, Ooh, is it?" Yeah. And like, it's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. Who is it? It's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. And he's like, it's the plumber. I've got to fix the sink. I don't And he has a heart attack. Yeah. and dies. Really <laughs> dies. Yes. No two ways about it. Yeah. The woman comes back and just goes, Ooh, Who is it?" And the parent goes. It's the plumber. who's come to fix the sink.
1: <laughs> pretty good. Pretty
0: good uh, joke for a kids show.
1: Pretty good gag. Pretty pretty grisly, but there yeah, you go. And
0: uh, you've got a corpse.
1: You know that's that's this is a different time. We kids were allowed to see death in those days.
0: Kids were allowed to see death, and no one knew CPR. So what are you going to do? We can do, So He's dead.
1: Move hey. on. CPR. Uh,
0: Chris Roberts writes. Hi, and Dave and Sneaker pals, or should that be Scotland? Says hello. Uh, very Mulrooney. Very nice.
2: <laughs> uh, my takeout
0: food of choice has changed over the years uh back in my younger days as a hit it happened in omnivore around town uh oh man i used to love watching that show omnivore around town oh so good yeah a uh, fish supper was hard to beat in case folk don't know in a scottish chip shop pardon me supper means and chips oh i did not know that i didn't know that either Oh, good for good for us knowing things now.
1: Most of the chippies, well, you know what they say: you learn something new every day.
0: Uh huh. And you know what they say: you forget five things every day.
1: Oh damn! You it. didn't
0: know that? I said that already.
1: I forgot. <laughs> I forgot.
0: Most of my uh, the chippies in my hometown were run by Italian families, and man, did they know how to deep fry a haddock fillet in batter. Uh, <laughs> this was an occasional treat, and best eaten outdoors with plenty of industrial strength vinegar. Enough salt to de ice a midwinter patio, and none of your namby-pamby, high-falutin cutlery or napkins. Thank you very much. Uh, other chippy delights inevitably included the haggis supper. Hmm. This was pretty far from being a genuine haggis, more <laughs> a salty, spicy, gungy thing. Shaped like a large sausage, and, of course, battered and deep-fried. It had its charms, to be sure, but these paled next to this twisted evil cousin. Drumroll, please. The black pudding. Ooh. We'll have to keep this to ourselves, or they'll take away my vegan passport. But I used to love these things. It's probably best not to think about the ingredients. Let's just say Barnabas Collins would have been more than satisfied. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But these days, I'm a clean, live-and-reform character. Honest. We're lucky here to have a great choice of Indian restaurants, mostly uh, Bangladeshi, and while I love to cook Indian food, the great thing about a takeaway is each person can choose the level of spiciness to suit themselves. Side note, there actually is a vegan black pudding, perhaps the indulgence of choice for Count Dukula. And also, Banicula, I think I don't know. Is Banicula drink, drink blood? Ah, yeah, look it up. Uh, I was a bit snooty about them, as I am generally am with vegan food companies, feel they have to dress up their products and fake meaty drag. Anyway, my wife bought some. I think she may have been testing my resolve, <laughs> and they weren't half bad. That was me doing my commercial audition for any product. Very <laughs> good. Which is just like. I don't want almond butter. I don't like almond butter. Now try this almond butter. Say, that's good almond butter.
1: <laughs> yeah, hired.
0: Yeah, fun thing we like to do at restaurants, of course you can't do it now because you can't go in a restaurant. But you will be able to soon. Is when you uh, get the bill, look like you're going to be grumpy about the bill, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do either do one or two ways. One, you take the bill, and then you're shocked by the prices, and to try to do a recovery. Yeah, of just looking at it, just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no this is uh oh this is uh this is fine this is, yeah no, no it's fine i'll get it no i'll get it oh i'll get it i'll get it or you do the other thing which is the uh, restaurant which is the restaurant ad one which is just like oh, all right let's see how much does it is- hey and you're just very pleasantly surprised and give a little smile and a nod and maybe a wink at the camera <laughs> and then people go just let me pay the bill like i've won this round no One wants me to do my whole routine thirty minutes of bill
1: <laughs> the girls uh the girls love uh they just expect it now I mean when they were little, of course it was amusing now it's just simply becomes so habitual that if i didn't do it they would they would feel like you know the dinner was not complete, so I have was to do my glasses i have to do my well I have to do my shocked look and then my glasses thing, of course yes my <laughs> famous googly eye glasses thing or whatever what. How much?
0: As for Chris Roberts' favorite Muppet, I have to go with Fozzie, though Ralph's the guy you want to hang out with after hours. Mm-hmm. Diane says animal, which explains more about a relationship that I care to think about. <laughs>
1: and
0: Scotland says See use.
1: <laughs> See use.
0: See use See There's a moose in a hoose. That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> is there any Scottish Muppets yes there is there was that one Sc- yes there is a Scottish Muppet so okay very good is there any Australian Muppets no I don't think there is I'm asking and answering my own
1: questions <laughs> you are I yes can't can't step in fast enough
0: um David
1: Yo. Yeah. we've
0: come to the end of the show
1: no we haven't there's a there should be a comment from Lisa
0: no too bad uh <laughs> let's
1: go ahead there's no comment from Lisa on the website
0: no, no is there um, I don't see one on uh, on here let me take a look Nope, Chris is the last one uh, for me and on there. If Lisa, if Lisa wrote, she wrote on another uh, episode.
1: So oh, let me just take a look. Uh, please
0: do, because I do not want to miss
1: a comment from, from her. Uh, email. Uh, let me just get out of this. Get out of this. She wrote to episode 494, it says here.
0: 494? I do not see it on mine. Let me hit refresh and see if that changes. Yeah, yeah. Hitting refresh, hitting refresh. Yeah, she she it, just she wrote us during this show.
1: Well, okay, she, she didn't. She wrote earlier than that, but yeah, it's uh, I think she wrote at eight fourteen, so before the show started. But yeah, anyway.
0: Okay, all right. So I'd already had the page up. On that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Okay, Lisa's response to takeout food: hands down, Chinese food. If mm. we uh, and, and if we uh, just ordered chow mein, that'd be fine too. Mainly because that's what I like. <laughs> Muppets. I do like those two old guys who sit up on the balcony, but I always like the Swedish chef the most. It's pretty cool. Borskier Mir Borskier Mir pretty
1: Once again a, a multi person puppet because he had had live hands. In fact I think he had bare hands. He didn't even have the the felt covering his hands, he just had actual hands mm-hmm. manipulating pork, things. Pork, pork. Yeah,
0: when Adam and Andy Sandberg mm-hmm. does his impression of the Swedish Chef on Saturday Night Live, something I like is he does uh, the body live action, but they have Muppet hands. They reverse <laughs> it. It's just a weird little joke that's like, ah, that's nice. <laughs> One
1: Ready of those things that. you do for your friends, and they're like, oh, you should, you should do that on the show. Yes. I guess I will. I guess I will. Grist for the mill. That's what he says. That's <clears> what he says. Well. You know what I'm thinking? Tell me. I'm thinking it's about time that we started the show. Okay. So, uh, let's hit it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Edrick. Hi,
0: my name's Ian Boothby. Anyway, Dave and I uh, do a series of books called Sparks uh, and uh, what they are is about two cats dressed up as a dog they saved the world Dude, this two of the books are out now Sparks Double and Sparks Double Dog Dare we do that with Nina Matsumoto our friend she draws it I write it uh, Dave uh, colors it uh, I got some books called Exorcisters they're also out there I do a podcast called Sneaky Dragon uh, I do uh, <laughs> an online show right now called Critical Hit Show we do it once a month we're going to do it live again soon at the Real Theatre uh, uh, Dave's got another podcast that he does on this network what's your podcast?
1: My podcast is called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. Eve, uh, Eve, Mary and I will be recording a new episode this weekend. Looking forward to it, everyone.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you got any questions of the week for uh, people?
1: Ooh, questions week? of the week for our listeners. Um,
0: all right, I'll give you one. Okay. Uh, I talked to, oddly enough, about having the whole pool to myself. <laughs> Has there ever been a time that you've had something you shouldn't have had all to yourself? All to yourself.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, cause that can happen.
0: Yeah,
1: you just flukily end up in a. When we were on the train to to Italy from France to Italy, we <sighs> I wish I hadn't done it, but to save a little bit of money, we we shared the car with another person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we didn't have like a private car car on the train. We we had like a shared berth, but the guy that we were with uh got pulled off the train for some reason. Like the police, oh. the police came and like. Oh you escorted, ratted him out. Escorted him off the tree. <laughs> That's right. I recognized him and I and I reported him. No, and so yeah, we just had like the car to ourselves. It was really wonderful. We didn't have the same luck on the way back though. The couple that were with us, they stayed in the car eating really smelly food the whole time we were with them. Jerks. Come nice. Come on, people. Be thoughtful.
0: And again, we've told this story before. There's a time that Dave and I uh, left a the theater uh, showing Poltergeist three, went back into the theater and we had a the theater to ourselves. We weren't sure what was going on, <laughs> and but then we heard uh, like gasps and screams, like an audience was there. I was like, yeah. "This is creepy." <laughs> and then we realized we had gone into the theater next door where they had to play the same movie, and I was like, hmm. "I don't remember. We we didn't. We clearly didn't go back into the other theater, right? That wouldn't have no. been any fun. No. So I think we yeah might have stuck around in there for a bit."
1: We just we kinda came into the film like part through it too, because we came late, so
0: Yeah, it's not the kind of film that you're ever gonna go, Oh, I wonder what happened.
1: Yeah, gee, whoa, we have sure missed a lot. Yeah, don't, uh, no, 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 no. That's a movie that left you feeling kinda sad. Yeah,
0: there's various reasons. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. kinda sad.
1: It's yeah. true. Uh
0: we obviously talked about uh desserts. I don't know if we've ever actually asked what's the best dessert, but uh Well let's think-
1: let's let's um how about if we stage it like
0: let's stage like this. It. What's that? Let's stage it. Regardless of what we do, let's stage
1: this. We'll stage it like this. We'll say, will right. we'll, uh, say the question like this: Donut or cupcake.
0: Oh, donut or cupcake.
1: And then we'll say donut or cupcake or ice cream cone. Oh. So we'll, and then we'll say donut or cupcake or ice cream cone or pie. Oh my god! Okay. So. Out of so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a bracket like a you know when you do the NCAA when you do the NCAA so we're gonna have like it's gonna come down to a final winner out of those out of those things. Okay. All right.
0: I like it. I like everything about it. (laughs) Okay. I couldn't be I couldn't be happier about uh, all of this. (laughs) This this episode has ended so strong.
1: It's the best one we've ever done.
0: This is clearly, yeah. This is one we're going to submit for the awards. For the, you uh, think like it's going to be the 500th episode? Yeah, yeah. No no, upcoming, no, 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 so no, no. No, that's going to that.
1: be that's going to be that's going to be lame because everyone's expecting a lot from it, and of course it'll disappoint. Totally really, honestly. Yeah, too yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. What What's going to be great is uh, this episode, and for sure we'll send it off to the casties, and we'll see mm-hmm. what they say.
0: Oh boy. I hope we, yeah. Uh, last time it was like people designing, uh, the best cast for arms and legs. Like fancy cast. <laughs> that,
1: that was the, our that mistake. was the wrong casties. We just, I miss, it was my fault. I sent the, I sent the submission to the wrong place.
0: Right. And then, and then the year before it was like to the best cast in player.
1: That's uh, once again, that was also. my mistake, my mistake. And then it
0: was also, uh, the person who took being accidentally castrated the best,
1: that was once, once again, I sent the submission to the wrong thing, and the year that I sent it to the fly fishing magazine, uh, which also has a Cassie's award, I, that was my mistake.
0: There was also the uh, the best uh, Fidel Castro impersonator.
1: Once again, that well, that was really my mistake because I should have seen that it was the Castries. Yeah. And I didn't see that at all. So that you know that was dumb. I should have been more careful when I was reading the
0: Dave, no submission form. Anymore. Dave, no one's listening anymore. are
1: <laughs> gone. <laughs> They're long since gone. (laughs) They've long since gone. We can just wrap this up. All right. Well let's say well let's say this then. If you want to answer these fabulous questions that we asked, uh, you can go to the website sneakydragon.com, where you will find a comment section underneath this episode, and you can answer there or just talk to us there. If you'd like to be more private. You can go to our email. It's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We have a Facebook page. It's called Sneaky Dragon. We are on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. Mm-hmm. And we have a Patreon called Sneaky Dragon. And you're welcome to go there and help support the things that we do, which mostly involve bugging you. So with that, we would like to say a final farewell for this episode before we say Without a
0: final farewell. You can't say that, and then like, hey,
1: you know, he died after this episode, and it was ironic, and he's just like, no! <laughs> Shoot! I, no! I put, a, put us in a trap. I will say, we will say our penultimate farewell. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> okay, jeez. <laughs>
0: Feels like we we'll moved the countdown.
1: A little worried. <laughs> Till next time. Okay. We won't, we will try and, we'll save, we'll save a farewell for another time, and uh, we will see you for episode 496, which will happen in a week. So take care, everyone. Keep keep it easy, sleazy. (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) All right. Bye. Take it Easy. easy. <laughs> that's, what uh, they, that's what they say. Oh my God. <laughs> oh,
0: right. I've got so much deadline to do. <laughs> this is a bad time to be proofreading. <laughs>